Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Break the Bell podcast. Yes, we are here. Wow, you sound excited I to am. be here. I am excited, actually. Yes, yes. we are. Well, we we here. got a you know the snowstorm coming in, and yep. so it's like. Boom. So we are enduring a snowstorm that is coming in in order to get this to your ears. Absolutely. So we're kind of hoping we get snowed in here, then we can just do like a. Yeah, an infinite episode. Just just like hours. My my wife would come and find she me. Would, and she would she would put me. on her snowshoes yes. and hike hike she her really way would. over It'd here. It'd be like a movie. <laughs> It'd be like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> She'd be like, "Why why aren't you home? Uh, honey, there's we're, we're a there's in. a snowstorm. <laughs> a snowstorm. What am I supposed to do?" And she's like, "I'm coming for you. I'm coming. <laughs> um, you, you don't have to do that. No, I'm on my way right now. Yep. <laughs> so, welcome everyone. Yes, we are." We are weeks into 2021. I don't even know which week it is. Is this week three? Week uh, four. four? Week, week four. four. Wow. Yes, yes. Wow. And, and the uh, the first, uh, well, I guess that we've concluded the first week of Joe Biden's presidency. Yes, by the time this is released, you will yes. all have endured one full week of Joe Biden as president. Yes. He's still president, surprisingly. He, he, is, he hasn't yes. died yet. Kamala has not taken him out she, yet. She has not. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. In a way, but we we should start a Deadpool and like just like take odds on when we think <laughs> she'll off them. I'm sure somebody's probably already doing that. Oh, I'm sure Vegas odds are. Have you seen those <laughs> those websites that um actually do like take bets for like election different election processes and yeah, stuff like that yeah. and um like whether or not Trump's going to get impeached or I mean that they they like have bets on literally oh, yeah, everything yeah. politically so I'm sure there's something going on for uh whether or not Joe Biden yeah. survives yeah. uh the first year of his presidency I'm sure you can bet on anything you ever yeah. see um uh, Caddyshack that 80s comedy it's a long classic. time ago but the, they're sitting there betting on different golf shots you know and then they're like in the groove and so then they're like 50 bucks that that kid uh, picks his nose. And they're like, I'll watch him. He's like, oh, and he was another 25 if he eats it. Oh, oh man. Yeah, was... <laughs> yeah, that's gross. So, what do you think, Bill? Super Bowl's coming up. Yeah, you know. And we I, haven't really talked about football in I a know. while well, because, because the Steelers, Steelers went lost. away. So, but And after that, I, I don't have a dog in the hunt anymore. And Tom Brady is. He's your yes. dog in the hunt, right? He, he's the, the dog I'm hunting. <laughs> <laughs> he made it again. He proved yes. that he doesn't need the Patriots yes. to get to the Super Bowl. He does not need the Belichick system. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so, uh, you know, I, yeah, I lived in Kansas City for a number of years. Yeah. And I had to endure all the Chiefs fans. Yeah. All the time, which is really annoying. Oh, I'm sure. And so I, I really didn't want the Chiefs to get there again. No. But now that Tom Brady's in, I got to root for the Chiefs yeah. to beat freaking Tom Brady. One of our coworkers is an annoying Chiefs fan, yes. too. And so, and he's the one that's been like the last two years saying, well, I'm not, I'm not going to watch the, yeah. the NFL anymore because it's all political. It's all political. And I don't want anything. I'm not going to support that anymore. But now that his Chiefs are in the Super yeah. Bowl, you know for oh, a fact yeah. that's oh, all yeah. you're going to Well, hear. was it a couple weeks ago after the Steelers lost? He's like, well, I'm just glad my team's not a losing team. It's thought like, you dude, didn't have you a team. talked football all year. And yeah. now you're gonna start I thought you didn't crap. have a team. You, you're right. uh, totally against the NFL now. Yeah. So how do you still have a team in a... a in a sport that you don't support. Yeah. I, I I root. I'm not even. So my dad's a Packers fan. Okay. And so I, I'm not generally a Packers fan. Right. But I was rooting for them against Tom Brady. Yeah. I just. Yeah. yeah I I ju- I just don't want to. I don't want to hear 
I don't want to see the level of big-headedness that yes. Tom Brady gets yeah. winning a Super Bowl without the yes. Patriots. Because yeah. everyone has always said for years how, well, oh, if yeah. it wasn't for the team surrounding him, he probably wouldn't be that great. Right. But then he went to... Yeah, the Bucks. But the, he's actually got a better team with the Bucks than he's ever had with the Patriots. Yeah. He's got Antonio Brown. He's uh, got... He's still uh, playing? Oh, yeah. Oh, huh. He left, and yeah. Brady brought him back to play for the Bucks. I did not know that. Yep, he's wow. got Gronkowski. I missed a lot. Yes, he's got... Um, uh, um, uh, McCoy, uh, LaShawn McCoy, running back. He's got, um, uh, gosh, the the Tampa Bay Bucks had a couple of already good wide receivers. And so he's got this whole team built around him, mm-hmm. and he's got all these weapons that he's never had with the Patriots before. Yeah. And so, so I'm just really disappointed. So you're saying it's not Tom Brady again, it's probably his team surrounding him. Oh, I, I, I agree with that, yes. But, yeah. I mean, it, that's like taking Michael Jordan, right, Mm-hmm. Greatest basketball player ever, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, and in my opinion too. Surrounding him with all kinds of all stars. Yeah, and which they kind of did with the Bulls. <laughs> they really did, yeah. But I mean, but Jordan kind of built the that you know Armstrong, mm-hmm. Chorus Grant, Scottie Pippen. You know, he kind of helped build them up. Right. You know, and these guys were already established before Brady even came in. So yeah, yeah, I can see that. So in any case, yes, I, I'm not excited for the Super Bowl <laughs> at all. Are you gonna watch it? I, probably, yeah. And I, I I enjoy watching the Super Bowl, That's, even though I, I I've heard that a number of vendors like Bud Light, Coca Cola are boycotting. Really? Yeah, that they're not going to be advertised during the Super Bowl for some reason. How does Budweiser and Bud Light not advertise on the Super Bowl? No, they're I like mean, synonymous. Yes. So I what are know. they boycotting? In you know, I didn't even before? read the article. <laughs> I just saw it. I rolled my eyes and I just kept like, going. oh, we're boycotting something else. Yeah, Let's exactly. move on. Yeah. I'm tired of this bullshit. Right. No, I don't blame you there. So we do have quite a bit of stuff going on in the country with um, our new dictator-in-chief that we have. Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff in the works. That, do you think uh, he watches the Super Bowl? you think he'll take time to watch the Super Bowl? No. You don't I think, think he'll so? do a photo op of him watching the Super yeah. Bowl, and that's about as far as it'll You think get. so? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a football guy. He no. He probably watches, like, lacrosse or something like that's that that's my guess yeah or like uh, where did he go where did he go to school at do you know uh, it it varies because remember we went to that like primary <laughs> predominantly <laughs> like african-american school so it depends on, on when man. you ask depends <laughs> on when you ask him where he went to school i don't know i don't think yeah. he even knows right yeah. so who knows I, i'm sure he he'll you know remember how hillary like she would always change the team her team depending on what city was choosing oh of course team. yeah it's great to be a yankees fan Oh, I love the Cubs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like what? What are you? What are you trying to? Who are you trying to kid here? It's like stop, yeah. stop yeah. pandering. It's like her hot sauce thing. Yeah, just right. always yeah. pandering right. to the audience. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm Biden. I'm sure Biden will be like, yeah, you know, go, go, Bucks. Um, I'm really going for them. You know, and then yeah. be like, I hope they get some three pointers. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like our boss, and he'll just go look up a couple yeah. football oh, references yeah. to throw out there to sound like he he knows what yeah. he's talking about. And um, then yeah. just really have little value right. to contribute. He just wants to sound question, cool. You know, be like, so what do you think of that safety? Safety? Sa- I, huh? I think safety is always a good thing. <laughs> safety is the most important <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> aspect of a job. Yeah. It's it's great that all the players are safe. Yeah. I mean, the more safety we can have in a football game, the better. <laughs> you think they should have gone for it on third and eight or fourth and eight? Um, 
well, you know, eight's better than ten. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always, always eight is always, but but ten is bigger and yeah, higher. So, so maybe depa- ten, you know, they maybe they should have. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. He's yeah. just trying to be the cool grandpa, right? Like right. The yeah. the hip grandpa that just right. doesn't have a really a clue what he's talking about. So, um, with all this stuff going on with with Biden and his executive orders being signed and all these things being imposed, we got Trump being impeached again, articles being delivered. We got um, these new pushes for new uh, domestic terrorist laws coming out. So All because of the tragic events of January 6th. Yes, yes. Like we said, January 6th was just... Um, an opener for what's yeah. to come, and it's coming. It is yeah. definitely coming, and we are definitely going to dig into that because um, there's a lot of crazy shit that is like, um, like, kind of being thrown out there as like suggestions of what we should do. Um, yeah, there's definitely reason to believe that a new era of the like the post 911 bill right. what, what was that i the can't patriot the patriot yeah. i can never remember it because yeah. it's just not patriotic so no, that's why i can never patriotic yeah. yeah so that's why i can never yeah. remember what well, it's called and, you know they got the 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 big fence going around the you know the the capitol square now oh yeah yeah like they, a new one well yeah well they put it up for the inauguration oh, okay. but now they're they're trying to make a law that it stays there right well they're also trying to keep troops there right. in DC exactly. too and, and it reminds me of like you see that TV or movie you know and they got the like the slimy lawyer you know and mm-hmm. it's like, and somebody like touches him, and he's like, "Ow, ow, 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 ow!" Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then he he gets a restraining order. Yep. And if he sees a guy, I'm like, "I'm scared of that guy. Keep him away from me." <laughs> That's what I feel like Washington's doing. Yes, it is. They're just trying to play up this whole like, like, oh, we're yeah. we're scared for our it's lives, like, you know, not, type thing. Not to give out another '90s Bulls reference. It's like Dennis Rodman every time right. he was yeah. like, yeah, worst touched. actor in yeah, the NBA, like throw himself back or yeah, even. Uh, LeBron's pretty bad at that yeah, too. LeBron like he is, gets yeah. he gets touched and he like throws himself back. Like oh, there's a foul. Yeah, and yeah. so they're trying to create this whole like oh, we're scared for our lives that because of this insurrection that Trump initiated. And the it, only the only reason for it is to like tighten up control. Oh, I know. That's I mean, they exactly were looking it. for any reason to tighten yeah. up control, and, and they and are tightening oh, yeah. up control, and it's getting ridiculous. So we're gonna take a look at that, and then in the second half, I just want the, like there's some. Some stuff coming out that like really has me worried about like this impending surveillance state that right. um, that we seem to be moving in the direction of, and so I have some comparisons with that and um, with how China actually is right now as a surveillance yeah. state. And and I, I I read the article, I was like, holy shit, oh, you yeah. got to read I this article. You I... read the article and you're like. Holy yeah. shit. There's I had my wife read it, and and she's like, wow, that's crazy. I'm like, that's some 1984 shit no, well, right it's, there. It, it's straight out. You you haven't seen it, but it's straight out of the the TV show Black Mirror. It's stuff, oh, okay. right. stuff like that, um, that dystopian-type society. Uh, China is literally a dystopian yeah. society. Right. And so we'll get into that stuff in the second half. And, and the scary part is I, I feel like they're the they're the, the measuring stick. Oh, yeah. People are looking at and be like, oh, we can do that. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, anything that we think could possibly happen in this country. And it's like, oh, we might be heading in this direction. You look over in China, it's probably already happening there. So so we're going to get into that here shortly in the second half of the show. But we want to look into some of the first few days of Biden's term before we get into any of that. So um, I think it's about time we just go ahead and kick the show off, if you're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. I am, too. Let me get my volumes up, and then let's go. What did you say? You talking to me? 
What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Uh, uh, did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Well, here we go. You ready for this, Bill? Yes, I am. I'm always ready. I always look forward to Monday nights. I always look forward to this because it's fun. It is. It's fun to just talk. And it is. And, and it helps keep us on, on, on our game. You know? I got to get longer like music there because it always just like drops right, out yeah. before I'm ready for it, too. It's just like we're just getting in the mood, and then all of a sudden it's just like, and we're done. <laughs> so I, I, I got to work on that. So, yeah, um... We're always going back and forth over all this shit anyway and sending it back and forth. So it's always nice to just kind of um, compare thoughts and compare notes in the form of yes. a podcast, I guess. Yeah. So um, first thing I wanted to talk about is this this most ridiculous article from the New York Times came out. That's why I'm holding my phone. Not the New York Times. New York Times. Wow. The reason why I'm, I'm I'm not texting on my phone or anything, I'm holding my phone because the New York Times won't let me pull it up on my computer no. without having to pay for the damn subscription. Yeah, and I can actually read the Times. article on my phone. So um, I don't know if you heard the rumors going yes. around that Joe Biden is the most like religious president of the last 50 years. That's that's crazy. It's <laughs> Right, over like George Bush. Right, right. Over Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't even say that with a he, straight face. Right. Well, he, wasn't he, he was the savior, so he's, yeah, right, he's got to right. be religious. But yeah. over like, him and his, what was it, uh, two, um, two, uh, his two Corinthians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. These two Corinthians walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not right. <laughs> um, then over... Uh, John Kerry, I mean, he wasn't president, but he no. ran for president. Well, him and he, Teresa. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had, um, he was self-proclaimed, he claimed to be an altar boy as a kid. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if he's counted because he wasn't actually a president. But yeah. um, the New York Times is coming out and saying that uh, Biden is perhaps the most religiously observant commander-in-chief in half a century. You know, it's funny because the whole time he was running for president, I don't think that ever came out. Not I, once. It never they, was mentioned. Well, they're not going to run on the de Democratic platform like toting a, a Christian or a Catholic faith. No, no. That would get shot down real right, quick. Right, because it, it's like on the opposite side, you can't run on the Republican right. without claiming some kind of religious Christianity, Christian Christianity, as we faith. saw with Donald Trump. Yeah, right. So um, it's like you said, it's interesting that all of a sudden it's coming out. Well, you like Christians should support him because yeah. he's the most uh, religiously observant commander in chief in a half century. No, what does that even mean? Like he, 
he, he observe goes. his religion like he's like oh yeah i see that <laughs> you know? that looks good that looks really good it doesn't good. say practicing he, it no. says observant i i'm assuming he goes to mass a lot cuz he's a catholic right. um which wasn't i mean we'll we'll talk about it but amy comey barrett was catholic i think and yeah that's what she they was, slammed her for yeah she was slammed for her catholicism yeah because of how she they, would respond she to like abortion a, yeah they said she'd be a radical so uh, the New York Times comes out and says, like I said, he's the most observant, um, and he speaks of how his Catholic faith grounds his life and his policies. Oh, really? Really? Wow, like Be- really good policies, like pro-life and— Well, it doesn't even matter what his policies are, just the fact Anti-war. that he says—the fact that he says his faith grounds his policies— they were claiming shit on Amy Comey Barrett that oh, her faith would oh, would yeah. directly affect her policy making, yeah. and that's why they were pushing back. Yeah. And and she was saying how her religion wouldn't play anything into it; it would just be all a constitution. Yeah. But uh, Biden's coming out now and saying it uh, grounds his life and his policies. Hours before President Biden took oath of office, he entered the front pew of the cathedral at St. Matthew the Apostle, the seat of Catholic Washington and beheld the mosaics behind the altar. An intimate group of family, friends, and congressional leaders had gathered for Mass in the place where Pope Francis spoke in 2015 and where the funeral for John F. Kennedy, the nation's first Roman Catholic president, was held. Sounds like a good opportunity for a great photo op. Yes. When it was time for the homily, 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 whatever. Homily. Homily. (laughs) The Reverend Kevin F. O'Brien the president of Santa Clara University and friend of the Biden family compared Mr. Biden's upcoming inaugural message to the words of Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Dear sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Your public service is animated by the same conviction, he said, to help and protect people and to advance justice and reconciliation. Who As- said that? This is uh, the president of Santa Clara University and a friend oh, of Biden. He get, 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 got up and gave a speech. So again, a big old publicity stunt. To help and protect people and to advance justice and reconciliation, especially for those who are too often looked over and left behind. This is your noble commission, he said. This is the divine summons for all of us. There are a myriad, there are myriad changes with incoming Biden administration. One of the most significant... A president who has spent a lifetime steeped in Christian rituals and practices. All of a sudden, this is important to them. Yeah, right, right. All of a sudden, because we have somebody on the other side, well, this is a big deal because yeah. they're trying to draw in the the um, the Republicans that are pulling away from the Trump side, and they're trying to pull them over yeah. and be like, look, we have this devout Catholic yeah. on our side now. Right. You should join us. Yeah. Mr. Biden, perhaps the most religiously observant commander-in-chief in half a century, regularly attends Mass and speaks of how his Catholic faith grounds his life and policy. You already said that. And with Mr. Biden, a different, more liberal Christianity is ascendant, less focused on sexual politics and, on, and more on co- combating poverty, climate change, and racial inequality. That's not—I mean, there is Christian elements in there, but, yeah. but it's still— I I don't I don't know, but he's a more liberal Christian, less focused on your your sexual politics, which is what they 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 want. They want you to be Christian as long as it doesn't affect your life. Right. His arrival comes. So then, why are they even bringing this up? Who well, gives a fuck then? They trying to get a sway everybody else. A sway a sway. 
His arrival comes after four years in which conservative Christianity has reigned in Americans, America's highest halls of power, embodied in white evangelicals laser-focused on ending abortion and guarding against what they saw as encroachments on their freedoms. That's not a bad thing to no. um, be against encroachment on freedoms. We're against encroachment on freedoms. That's why we do this podcast. Yeah. Their devotion to former President Donald J. Trump was so fervent that many showed up in Washington on January 6th to protest the election result. So now we're dividing Christians in this article. We're not just dividing the country. We're saying, oh, this whole country has been um, led by these white evangelicals who showed up on January 6th to protest the election results. So we're throwing... um, like this big old division on extremist right. Christians now, too. Yeah. Mr. Biden's leadership is a re- repudiation of the claim by many conservative leaders that Democrats are inherently anti Christian. <coughs> I'm going to try to get through this without like dying. Sure. <laughs> His rise comes as few registered Democrats identify as Christians. <clears throat> Nearly half are religiously unaffiliated or believers of other faiths a share that has grown significantly in recent years. According to the Pew Research, about 80% of registered Republicans are Christians. Yet the current influence of liberal Christianity in the Democratic Party goes beyond uh, Mr. Biden. Senator Raphael Warnock, the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, won election with campaign rooted in black liberation theology. The Sunday after his election, Mr. Warnock preached about John the Baptist, the truth-telling troublemaker, he said, who was beheaded by King Herod. Why do we care about what his sermon was about after he got elected? Who, right. gives, who cares? Yeah. Another person was a, a pastor. Who ca- Like, who really cares? Representative AOC connects her Catholic faith with her push for reforming health care and environmental policy. All of a sudden, there's this gigantic yeah. agenda of Christianity on the Democratic Party, oh, yeah. and this whole article is just screaming it. Yes. In his inauguration, Mr. Biden rooted himself and the country in a Christian moral vision that makes room for a pluralistic society. Unlike his predecessor, who promised to make America a certain kind of Christian nation, Mr. Biden quoted Augustine, a saint in my church, he said, who wrote that a people was a multitude defined by the common objects of love. So now Biden's getting up and rooting the country in a Christian vision. Right. You know it's just going to be the same push as right. what the Pope's been yeah. for the last, right. what, five, six, seven years. Absolutely. Well, and <coughs> it, it, it's interesting because I was reading an article earlier, and this is from... Um, so I'll just read the article. All right. All right. It. So this is... Um, Officials from the Vatican held back a statement from the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops, which warned Catholics that the incoming Biden administration holds an extreme anti-Catholic policy agenda. The USCCB statement was now has now been released, but only after Pope Francis came out with his own message for Joe Biden. President Joe Biden. Conference President Archbishop Jose Gomez did not mince words in the USCCB release discussing the church's position on abortion, gender, and religious liberty, and warning that the Biden administration's policies would advance, in quotes, moral evils on several fronts. According to the pillar, sources in the Vatican Secretariat of State 
Um, others chose to the U.S. close to the U.S. Bishops Conference, and sources among the U.S. Bishops confirmed that the statement was being held under embargo after an intervention from the Vatican. So the Vatican is censoring their own bishops in the United States. Wow. So they don't come out against Biden publicly. Um, Biden and Harris, who plan to reverse the Mexico City <laughs> policy and the Hyde Amendment to reinstore taxpayer-funded uh, abortions, are uh, pose a serious uh, threat to the sanctity of life. Uh, Bishop Gomez goes on to say that uh, abortion is not a private man- matter but an issue of social justice and that it is impossible to ignore the reality that abortion rates are much higher among the poor and minorities and that the procedure is regularly used to eliminate children who would be born with disabilities. Of deep concern is the liberty of the church and the freedom of believers to live according to their consciousness. Um, before he was elected, Biden committed, Biden committed to repealing the religious liberty exemption the Little Sisters of the Poor were granted during their second trip to the Supreme Court. If you don't know what that is, it basically said the um, that uh, sisters uh, or that uh, convents and religious organizations did not have to provide um, um, birth control and abortions to their oh, okay. to their nuns mm-hmm. and to those you know. Um, our commitments on issues of human sexuality and the family, as with our commitments in every other area, such as abolishing the death penalty or seeking a health care system and economy that truly serves all people, um, with the great commandment of Christ's love and to stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters, especially the most vulnerable. Whereas, uh, so Pope Francis came out specifically, congratulated Biden, and asked that God guide his efforts to advance the universal common good. So hey, it's more about. The common good than it is about like faith or religion or anything exactly. like that. Yeah, and it's all that whole and, and that's same mantra that you're hearing out of the exactly. UN. It's the same mantra you're hearing yeah. out of the World Economic Forum. It's yeah. all that, and, and that's all this this bishop has been is it's social justice. It's about advancing the good. Yeah, and that's what Biden's uh, uh, religious faith. I won't even call it Christianity, but his religious faith seems like more than anything else. And same with Ocasio-Cortez. They're just touting the Catholic Church for it. They're not... Yeah. I mean, it, it's just gross to me that all of a sudden they're switching sides and yeah. being like, oh, like his faith is what made him this, right. and his, it's gonna, his policies will reflect that when three, yeah. four months ago, six months ago, whenever the Amy Comey Barrett stuff was going on, it's like, well, she'd be a horrible justice because yeah. of her Catholic faith. Obviously, it's all going to be based around her Catholic faith, and it's yeah. just like... You can't have it both ways. Right. Well, and like you said, I, I think it's they're trying to divide the, the the church. They're trying to divide Christians now and mm-hmm. say you're either this or you're that. And so it's which is, you know, the, again, pa, he's touting unity. Yeah, but everything he does is division. Right. And the funny thing is. Like, they single-handedly pointed out, like, white evangelical Christians. Right. But, yep. again, Barrett was a Catholic. She wasn't an evangelical right. Christian. She was a Catholic, and they were slamming her yeah. and her religious views. She never even really spoke on her religious no. views. No, they're the They were just like, oh, up. she's Catholic, so obviously she's going to have an right. anti-abortion stance, and yeah. obviously this and that, and women's sexual rights and yeah. stuff. And now we have this old white dude yeah. that's the, the savior of— the liberal nation, I guess, and yeah. um, his Catholic faith is what grounds him in his policies and right. what's 
It uh, makes no sense. No, it's just know. like everything they say. Exactly. It's yeah. like how the the nation burned for six months, and we were all fine with that because right. of social justice right. and inequality and yeah. stuff and then one event happens at the capitol and it's just like well all of a sudden we have all these domestic yeah. terrorists out there right yeah we gotta we gotta fish them out we gotta pull them in and make sure they don't hurt anybody yeah it's just such such a two-sided freaking is. mantra and i'm sure it goes both ways on oh both it sides does of the but fence. i've never seen it i've never seen it this polarized before this in your face like yeah. blatant like all of a sudden yeah. um like what was bad two weeks ago before Biden right. was in office is now all of a sudden perfectly acceptable. Yeah. One of those being uh, Trump's more recent uh, executive orders. One of them, he reinstated the travel ban. Right. The yeah. travel ban that everybody called, including him, called Donald Trump xenophobic. Right. Right. Well, yeah. but the the whole year has been like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think they feel empowered <laughs> by it because they've gotten away with it. I mean, if you look at all the crap with COVID, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know. Don't wear a mask. Wear a right. mask. You know, um, stay we at home. Shut everything you know, down. Yeah. No, no, no. You can't even have funerals. You can't get together. You can't have parties. You can't have weddings. But we're going to protest together. We're going to go to whatever dude's name who got killed in Chicago, uh, Minneapolis. I can't remember his name anymore. Oh, George Floyd. <laughs> Thank you. George Floyd's funeral, you know, in mass. Thousands of people are going to show up right. to support him. Well, you know, California just opened back up today. Right. Oh, it, right. Like right after New York and, and Illinois and Chicago opened up. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden Joe Biden's in office. Everything's good. Oh, yeah. Right. Everything yeah. that was bad before is good now. Yeah. I'm going to have to pause this because I need to get something to drink. Oh, sure. Where did we leave off? We are back. I had to uh, I had to get a cough drop or something to suck on because I have... Do you, did you realize there's still like ailments out there that aren't COVID? No, I thought COVID <clears throat> killed everything. It didn't, else. unfortunately. No. I have the same junk I get That's every single crazy. year. So yeah. I can still get cancer. You can still get cancer. Wow. I've heard that a few people have gotten cancer. Yeah, I year. thought I just thought COVID killed all the other diseases. Yeah, that's what the, they want you to think, but no, they're still there. And the the chest cold are still there, and I have one. So gotcha. <clears throat> we are back though. And we're gonna keep on going with this. I'm gonna power through this. Where did we leave off? Uh, we were talking about, about yeah the the two sidedness, right? Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, and then I was talking about how um, yeah, just the the obviousness of, of everything. But because people have gone wrong, uh, gone around with it and haven't, you know, nobody's really called them out on it. Right. They're just gonna keep going with it. So with the protest and everything, it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's go and call this out and say no. It was because of racial justice, so right. it's okay. So. <clears throat> I brought up the travel ban. Let, let's talk about that a little because that was a big deal, a really big deal when Trump imposed the like ch- travel ban from China, right. imposed um, a lot of other things too. But specifically, like leading into like I think this was what, like Feb- February last year right. when he started imposing travel bans, and everybody cried xenophobia. Right, yeah. When dance at Chinatown, dance at Chinatown. Uh, showing how safe the Chinese right. were because it was it was so racist to impose these. Yeah. So according to everywhere, yes. um, Biden reimposed, this was one of his first executive orders, was reimposing travel bans that were lifted by Trump, actually. Right. So, but that's obviously not a xenophobic movement. No, not at all. And even his, his freaking stupid uh, um, 
press secretary, she's still she's doing a terrible job. She, yeah, she's bad. Like she's real. She's bad. not one of those ones that when they they call out bullshit, she can't like dance around the subject. Right, yeah. She just like, well, uh, that's not a fair yeah. question. <laughs> that's how that's an unfair yeah. assumption. There. What was the one we talked about last it, week? It was uh, them calling him out about the mask. At yeah, the, not wearing she, the mask. Yeah, and she was like, they were they were celebrating an important historical yeah, moment right. in history. Well, well, well. Look at all the bills he signed, though. Yeah. Huh? That that's a good example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he's leading by or he's um, using the power of example, yeah, not right. the example of power, right. by by signing these orders. No, yeah. no, no, that's that the opposite. Example of power. That is the opposite. Sorry to tell you, Chuck. So this article from the Washington Post says President Biden added travelers from South Africa to the list of those barred from entering the United States. So now, not only the European countries, but right. he added South Africa. I, actually, I believe Ireland is on there. Ireland, damn yes. it! <laughs> got my Irish. Irish shirt going Very on nice. right now. Very Sorry, nice. You can't see it, but it says, um, the latest step in an effort to help contain the spread of the coronavirus and fast-moving variants that have surfaced in that country and others in recent weeks. Biden also extended a ban on travelers from Brazil, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and 26 other European countries that had been set to expire Tuesday under a proclamation signed by Tr Donald Trump shortly before he left office. That's <laughs> just... Trump in his typical uh, troll fashion. He's uh, like, uh, yeah. watch this. I'm I'm just gonna sign this order so all of them start flocking into the United States. <laughs> he probably did it so this would happen where they're right. like, Oh shit, we, we gotta re sign yeah, this. Right. And we're like, This is actually helping. We've been saying it's been bad and racist all yeah. this time. He's just like, Oh yeah, watch this, I'll make him sign his own. He can't have my travel ban. <laughs> You're probably exactly it right. It is. And yeah. then they signed it and people are like, Whoa, whoa, wait a yeah. second. No, only, you said that was racist. Only the people on the right or independents are saying it. The people on the left you won't hear a word about. No. And then like I said, his freaking spokesman or his press secretary Terry was like, No, that's that's an unfair statement. What he was saying was the Muslim ban was <laughs> xenophobic. But no, right. that's not it at all. I, I don't know about Biden specifically. Yeah. But we know no, like Nancy Pelosi and yes. a bunch of the Democrats specifically yeah. called him xenophobic for yeah. his China travel ban. Yeah, exactly. It says <clears throat> Biden also extended a ban. Oh, I read that one. It says with the pandemic worsening and more contagious variants uh, spreading, this isn't the time to be lifting restrictions on international travel. White House spokesman Jen Psaki said during a press briefing, I'm not going to ever take her seriously because she's no. done so horrible so far. Yeah, right. You she's failed. Fall, far, far, far cry from uh, Mel McAnally. What's her, what was her name? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. She was a rock star, though. Yeah. She was tearing people up right and left. Yeah. She said the proclamation is part of the administration's science-driven response to science the coronavirus. Now, it all of a sudden, is science-driven. Right, yeah. It's a science-driven response when it was xenophobic-driven response by Trump. Yeah. The restrictions on travelers from South Africa are set to take effect Saturday. In an interview on CBS this morning, Anthony Fauci, the government's top infectious disease expert, who pulls down four hundred seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah, a year. you you had read earlier that he made more than yeah. the president yeah, last highest year. Highest paid federal employee. He said extending the ban and including South Africa clearly will be helpful. He said it is prudent to restrict travel on, of non-U.S. citizens. We have concern about the mutation that's in South Africa. Oh, there's mutations everywhere. They've now. been popped. Yeah, I know. Every, oh, well, there's a European strain, which is far more deadly. And now there's an African strain. I think there's and, a California strain that's mutating right now, too. Yeah, I think they're just pulling shit out of their ass. I think so, too. 
It is clearly different and more ominous than the one in the UK. Of course. While some have questioned the value of travel bans, Fauci said one important difference this time around is that the ban dovetails with a requirement that all international travelers to the U.S. show proof of negative corona test. So that's why it's different than Trump's. It's, it's not racist because they have to show proof of negative corona. So you get tested before you get on a plane. It's negative, yeah. right? Right. You, f- you fly over, you know, it's what, like eight hours from Europe, and somehow... <laughs> How many false negatives have has there really oh, been? Way though? too many. Way too many. I mean, yeah, go. Again, <laughs> <laughs> a little flustered over this. <laughs> this month, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention warned that the variant of coronavirus first seen in the UK would become dominant, the dominant strain in the United States within about two months. The South African variant, however, has not yet been identified in the United States. On Monday, Moderna said its vaccine will protect people from both the UK and South African variants of the virus. How does it know that? I don't know. Does it, they don't even know what the South African one does yet. Yeah, they're just saying they haven't really done it, seen it yet. Yeah, they're just pulling shit out. However, the vaccine's response to the South African variant was slightly diminished, officials said. It didn't kill the person as quickly. (laughs) Anyway, as a result, the company said it would work to develop a new vaccine that can be added to the current two-dose regimen. Great. Let's just keep on. Let's just keep pumping us full of more vaccines. Uh, You know, I'm driving into work today, and I I hear them talking about, well, the the infection rate is up, uh, da-da-da-da, and the death rate is this, and I just roll my eyes because it's all bullshit, man. I'm sure there is an extent of truth to like the death toll and oh, an extent of truth no, to I, I agree to like the seriousness of it, but it's all politically driven. It is. It all it's gotta be because as soon like we said, as soon as Biden takes office, exactly. all of a sudden it's just like we can open our schools, yeah. we can open restaurants. It's yeah. uh, our restaurants are the safest places to hang out right now. Right. Yeah. And yeah. but but two weeks ago it was like danger. Right. Like you can't go to a restaurant past ten o'clock because right. viruses hang out past ten o'clock. <laughs> exactly. That's when the party starts. Exactly. I I I I can't even continue this because it's such hypocritical bullshit. It is. It is. Well, it, at least the the school districts are you know because I was at Washington State and Chicago both said that they will not do in person school because it's white supremacist. Oh yeah. 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 So obviously. But um, I think Biden, in one of his uh, um, executive orders, uh, declared the importance of opening, safely opening the schools. So, oh, okay. Well, that'll be interesting. Yeah, but he's an old white dude, so yeah, uh, that's white. When's that? When's that going to come out that he it, it is an old white it dude? Won't because I, I'm sure the time he spent with Obama, something rubbed off on him. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's got Kamala Harris there, yeah. so that balances out his whiteness. Yeah, but, but yeah, at what point does the mask come off? Or like the curtain come down in Oz, and they're like, "Oh wow, this guy was an old white dude yeah, this right. whole time. We what, thought he was this wizard. Yeah, right. <laughs> how did we not realize yeah. we elected an old white dude? Yeah, the most, the the most uh, anti old white men yeah. that we've been ever in history, and we elected yeah. the oldest whitest dude yeah. to the office. I, I'm really surprised. I mean, you've heard about the protest in Washington and and Oregon regarding Antifa and whatnot against Biden. But you haven't heard anybody from Black Lives Matter actually come out and make a statement about, you know, I mean, usually they were all over the place, like mm-hmm. through the summer and everything, and nobody has come out and said anything about Biden. Yeah. And that just blows my mind. Well, um, they're getting a little, like, 
I, I, I think they will soon because, okay. like, you have those pro- protesters that are still, like, saying how they're not pro-Biden. Right. Like the, the, the Portland protesters and stuff. I think it's going to come out when they yeah. realize these policies aren't helping them anymore. Then uh, yeah. they're, they're not doing what they thought they were going to. Yeah. They're not keeping their end of the deals for, for the sport. Kind of yeah. like how the unions are pissed off right now. Right, yeah. You you think a bunch of activists who think that um, they're disenfranchised already, right. um, and then they had all these promises made towards them, and then find yeah. all of a sudden that he's going to fall short. He right. will. Oh, Inevitably, absolutely. he'll yeah. fall short. Yeah, well, I had read it. Well, we've talked about the Keystone over the weekend wrap-up mm-hmm. that I saw New Mexico um, is pissed off. Where Biden won by, I think, 11 points mm-hmm. um, because of the oil thing. And there's an Indian tribe in Utah that's pissed off saying that Biden oh, yeah. is threatening their sovereignty by not allowing them to well, do anything with oil. Well, they were saying, like, all their energy comes from right. that. Yeah. So he's basically giving them a death sentence, an yeah. ec- economic death sentence by by cutting this off. So, yeah, um, yeah they're, they're, they're suing, you said? Um, that right now they're just they're, they're just, just threatening. Right, right now they're just pissed. They're off. just pissed, right? Yeah. So, but again, like you were saying, Biden has clearly demonstrated in his executive orders across the days that he is not putting America first. No. So no, even though he did implement one of his executive orders was um to like buy American made, like buy made in American stuff. Yeah. Which, how is that not like? How are they not screaming nationalism right. on that? Yeah, and that's what I actually want to read because there's got to be something we're missing. Yeah, <laughs> that does, there's got to sound like Biden. I, it again, it's another thing that Trump said for four years, and we claimed racism and right. um, nationalism, and uh, he just wants to separate us from the rest of the world. And then Biden makes a statement. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We yeah. should be buying uh, American-made right. yeah. stuff. Yeah, because I, as far as I've seen his. His plan is to put us back in the the Pacific Trade Agreement. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And that again, that that's going to nerf us big time. Yeah. Well, he's already put us back in like the Paris Climate Agreement. Yeah. He he's going to undo everything that that Trump pulled right. us out oh, of. Absolutely. Every everything globalist. that Obama has set up. Right. Right. All this like global, like unity, unifying globally, yeah. globalist, whatever you yeah. want to call it, uh, agenda. Um, he's going to get us all back into it. I, I'm waiting for him to. Trade his firstborn with the leader of China just so they can. You <laughs> did know. his firstborn die? Okay, his secondborn. I think. Uh, well, I think he w- he already did trade Hunter to China. I think <laughs> that, that you know that's, what? The that's whole, probably exactly the what whole happened. laptop issue. He Holy traded shit! I didn't Hunter even see Biden. that. You're right. He yeah. Did. So um, I could tell Hunter, uh, Bo Biden jokes, but I'm not going to be that dark right now. <laughs> no, so no, we'll wait till we're drinking later. Yeah, yeah, that'll be for the bonus, I guess. Um, so yeah, this whole. I mean, all this stuff that he's doing. He signed, pro- like, over 30. I can't, I don't even know how many executors. I think yeah. it was, like, 30 in the first, like, two days or something he so, signed. Yeah. And a lot of it was just aimed at, like, undoing Trump policies. Right. One was specifically to pause any orders that Trump, like, signed right. on his way out the door. Yeah. Just like, well, I'm going to sign an order saying we're going to halt any orders that he signed. Yeah, right. So... Yeah, it's just all a joke. It is. Politics are a joke in general anymore. And like we mentioned earlier in the week that um, executive orders are are just a bullshit joke that's just going to get erased. And and I think the first couple of days of executive orders are usually used to undo whoever the last guy was. Yeah, just party. Just like puff your chest up and say, I'm the new sheriff in town. I have power now. And that's what it is. It's just like. 
Well, um, I'm going to show you right off the bat that I am in control here. Like, I'm not weak. I'm not, like, um, just giving in to pressures. Um, I am going to set my own structure here. It's like when a new boss comes in and they start making changes. Like, well, now your health care is dropped to here, and now your vacation days are cut in half, and uh, uh, your lunch break, and just like, what? I'm not the old boss, so just... Being an asshole just because you can be an asshole. No, that's absolutely it. Yeah, I know. I agree. So be like, oh wait, you're his favorite. Somebody be his ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the big thing that's going on this week that I really wanted to talk about. So let's shift courses. Okay. Um, since January sixth, that's all we can talk about. That's all everybody is still talking that's, about. January sixth is the darkest day what, in American history. It is. What What is today? The twenty fifth. So almost days. Oh uh, yeah, almost twenty days ago. Yeah. When when people are listening to this, it'll be like twenty three days ago. Yeah. Um, this happened, and this is um still everything that is going on in America surrounds yeah January sixth, the darkest day. Yeah, it's gonna be like like how you say nine eleven, people know right. what that is. Never like forget nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven. Now it's yeah. gonna be one six. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you yeah. remember one six of twenty one? Never forget one six. Never forget. Never forget. Oh my god. We're gonna have ribbons, like yellow ribbons to remember one oh, six god. of twenty one. Are they are probably gonna are they gonna put up a monument? Maybe like probably. a memorial a, a for one the five six, people yeah. who violently died right. in this horrendous insight insurrection. Well, similar to nine eleven. One six just doesn't have the same ring. It, it really does not. It doesn't roll no. off the tongue. No. One six. It sounds stupid. Yeah. Um but similar to it. New restrictions are being um, not necessarily; <laughs> they're not imposed yet, but no. they're being suggested. They're being yeah. like brought before Congress. So, a proposed uh, Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act (DTPA) of 2021 was introduced in the House this week. So, this article came out on the 19th. So, this has been a few days now. It's funny how. We haven't really heard a lot about this. No, we no. just found it today because we were looking for it. Yeah, yeah. You, nobody's really yelling. I mean, the people opposing it are saying this is coming, this is right. coming. Yeah. And um, but you're not really hearing that. Hey, this has already been proposed in the house. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to read all of this because it's super freaking long and um, it's in terms that I don't care to get into. Mm-hmm. But I got another article about it. This one says, this is really tiny, so I can barely read this myself. So good luck if you're watching on video reading it. It says, today, Representative Brad Schneider of Illinois. Of course it's from Illinois. Fuck. Fuck you, Illinois. (laughs) Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler of New York. (laughs) Again. Uh, Representative Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania. and Northeastern politicians. Yeah, and then Robin Kelly of Illinois. So we got Illinois, New York, Illinois, and and Pennsylvania. I see a Michigan guy in there. Oh, and t- there's a Texas guy oh, too. And a Nebraska guy. What the hell? Damn, and and Dick- California. Don't forget Dick Durbin. Oh, you gotta yeah. remember. You Dick gotta Durbin. put Dick Durbin in there. Announced the introduction of the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act of 2021. A Senate companion bill is led by Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois. So, a bill was proposed in House, and then a companion bill has already been proposed by Dick Durbin in the Senate. So they're moving quick on this. It says following. The terrifying attacks oh, on the Capitol this it, month. Everybody get your bullshit meters out. <laughs> There's going to be a lot here. Yeah. Uh, following the terrifying attack on the Capitol this month, which left five dead and many injured, 
the entire nation has been seized by the potential threat of more terrorist attacks in Washington and around the country. Unlike after 9-11, the threat that reared its ugly head on January 6th is from domestic terror groups and extremists. So we just already compared it to 9-11. Yeah. Um, which, like, what, 2,500 people died. Right, yeah. And um, it says, Often racially motivated violent individuals, America must be vigilant to combat those radicalized to violence. And the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act gives our government the tools to identify, monitor, that's a big one, yeah, a monitor, big one. and thwart their illegal activities. So it's not saying it's laws against the uh, illegal activities. It's saying it's tools to identify them, monitor them, and thwart their illegal activities. So this is pre-illegal activities. This is right. before the illegal activities even happen. Right. And so it's like a thought police almost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's saying, hey, we're going to catch you in the act before you yeah. act. Combating the threat of domestic terrorism and white supremacy is not— Oh, white supremacy. Yeah, it's not just domestic terrorism yeah. across the board. They're spe specifying white supremacy. Yeah. Which is a broad term, as we know, right. noticed with Donald Trump. It's not a Democratic or Republican issue, not left versus right or urban versus rural. Domestic terrorism is an American issue, a serious threat that we can and must address to get together, said Brad Schneider of Illinois. I almost said Rob Schneider. That would be cool, but that he's, would be he's much way cooler, cooler than that. Yeah, he's, he I think he's a, a libertarian. Yeah, he I is. Know. And then, so this is from Jerry Nadler of New York. I'm proud to be an original co-sponsor of this bill, which we need now more than ever. In the wake of the domestic terrorist attack on our capital, you know, say so keep throwing that out, uh, throwing that out. Yep. Uh, two weeks ago, it is painfully clear that the current approach to addressing the real and persistent threat posed by white nationalism, and similar ideologies is not working. We must not allow hate crimes and domestic terrorism to continue unchecked. I look forward to working with my colleagues to advance this important and timely bill as quickly as possible. Walking through the Capitol today, this is from Dick Durbin now. Dick Durbin. Freaking Dick. Dick Durbin. Walking through the Capitol today, you can still see the marks of the devastating attack on our democracy that occurred on January 6th. So it's not going to be 1-6, it's going to be January 6th. It, it just still doesn't have no, that right. It really doesn't. Representative Schneider and I first introduced the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act in 2017 to oh. combat the threat of violent white supremacists and other domestic terrorists, and today we are urging our colleagues to join us in passing this critical piece of legislation. After the attack on the Capitol, I hope that Congress can finally come together and do something to address domestic terrorism in America as quickly as possible. Ooh, this next one looks good. Homegrown violent domestic terrorism from white supremacists and other racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists remains a serious ongoing threat that demands the full coordination and efforts of our federal law enforcement agencies. We must provide the necessary tools for our law enforcement to investigate, prevent, and prosecute these heinous violent crimes, says Representative Fitzpatrick out of Pennsylvania. This bill would also direct resources for investigations into hate crime incidents with a nexus to domestic terrorism. As a former FBI supervisory special agent, I am proud to introduce this bipartisan legis legislation that would codify offices within our federal law enforcement agencies to combat and prevent domestic terrorist activities and threats. 
We're not going to read all of these because no, they're all the, all same the same bullshit. Yes. And it's just reiterating domestic terrorism. Domestic yeah. terrorism. Yeah, they're really playing that up. And there's a lot of people on both sides that are very opposed to this. Because I heard yeah. like Black Lives Matter um, supporters that are very much against this because they know like as what they've been stating for the last six months now that a lot of the policing and the police laws end up going the worst for the minority communities. So all these, yeah, they're they're saying white nationalists and white supremacists, but this whole across-the-board thing, it, they know it's going to come back on them too. Yeah. Like, it will have to. Like, and the same people are saying, you know, we already have laws against all, like, everything that happened mm-hmm. that they want to, like, punish on January 6th, we yeah. already have laws to punish that. Right. Yeah. We have laws against hate crime. We have yeah. laws against vandalism. We yeah. have laws against murder, breaking an entry. Well, there's already laws for all of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, they're like, it's, you're, it, we don't need this. We don't need a new domestic terrorism law. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and it's exactly going to be used as some kind of thought police. Because if someone commits a crime, how do you know it's a hate crime? Yeah. Right? I mean, you're you're just... You're speculating. Uh, you're speculating. Unless they come out and, and you know, spray paint something, which... Unless not, it's like uh, that Jesse Smollett case. <laughs> right, right, yes. Where, where yeah. it's just like, you're black, so we're going to dump gasoline on you right. because you're black. Right. It's just like the right. most ridiculous but, uh, uh, scenario. How, how many times did you see that this last year where somebody would go out and vandalize their own car? Yeah. Right. Well, somebody carved the N word into my car, and it turned out to be that person. Yeah. Right. I mean, this sets up no barrier, no really authentication that someone can say, "Well, that person there, they they did that to my house," and and the FBI is going to go. There'll be a mark on them. They'll put it on put on the no fly list. They won't be able to get any weapons or anything. Right. They'll be considered terrorist. They'll get a a, a FISA court uh, warrant. Right. You know, to tap their phones. To get their emails. It's, it's just casting a very wide net. It is. And, and railing yeah. what they can in the name of domestic terrorism. Yeah. They did it after 9-11. And how many, how many people, like, Muslims did, or, like, from other countries, did they, like, throw into Guantanamo and, like, torture them to get information? And then it come out. It's just like, well, obviously they cracked under that and said this because you were torturing them. It's just like yeah. there's just a broad, wide net in the name of uh, the war against terrorism. And they, yeah. they could do whatever they wanted, catch exactly. whoever they wanted, yeah. ask and push whatever yeah. they wanted. How, how many American citizens did they seize and unlawfully attain? Right. Right. In the name of um, the war against terrorism. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and if you're a senator, how, how are you going to vote for against this? Right. I yeah. mean, you're essentially you're voting for white supremacy. Right. Is the way they're framing well, it. Yeah. You know, or you're voting for domestic terrorism or yeah. you're voting for racism. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. One um, congresswoman. Is she still a congresswoman? Who's that? Tulsi. Oh, yeah, she is. She is. And she's a Democrat. Yeah. But she's a she's like the outcast Democrat ever since the election process. Um, she is. Really against this. She is more yeah. vocal now than I think even during her presidential campaign. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I had never heard of her up until um, the Democrats like went after her yeah, for going after Harris. Like everybody was just like, well, I, I saw the Tulsi signs. Yeah, right, right. That's yeah. about it. I had yeah. no idea who but she was. But now, like, man, she's really going after him. Well, yeah, because they went after her. Right. So, oh, yeah. She, I, 
I, does she still claim to be part of the Democratic Party? She because, does, yeah. Which is crazy to me yeah. because they're so against her, and she's like coming out against all this oh, bullshit. Yeah. Right. She called out Biden in this last round. So this one, this article, this is from Yahoo News, which I didn't even know still existed, to be honest. Me neither. Um, but this is from Yahoo News. It says, uh, Tulsi Gabbard says the domestic terrorism bill is, a tar- is targeting of almost half of the country. So it's just putting a target on half the country, she's saying. So she had a lot of stuff to say about this, and it all made sense. Yeah. And so if if you're a Republican that thinks every Democrat out there is a communist and, and just hates uh, Republicans and hates Jesus and hates, right. you know, right. uh, there there is hope. When you see yeah. people like Tulsi Gabbard, you've you've said for the last couple of weeks now that um, yeah. she, she's my new political crush. Yeah, she's your <laughs> political crush, and you want to see her win the presidency in twenty twenty four. Yeah, but I mean, she, but she, I mean, she has a lot of things that I, I you know, appreciate about her. But one of the th- groups she calls out that she thinks that may be a target for this bill is pro life groups. Yeah. Saying that you know they're going to be considered religious extremists. Well, even libertarians were targeted in this, right? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So she says Tulsi Gabbard, the former Democratic representative from Hawaii, so she's a former representative. Oh okay. Um, on Friday, expressed concerns that a proposed measure to combat domestic terrorism could be used to undermine civil liberties. Go figure. Right. No way. I know. We've been saying this is coming since. The ominous January 6th. They're going to stomp on our civil liberties now. Gabbard's comments came during an appearance on Fox News primetime. Wow, she's going on Fox News. Damn. A Democrat going on Fox News. When host Brian Kilmeade asked her if she was surprised, they're pushing forward with this extra surveillance on what would be domestic terror. She goes on to say, it's so dangerous, as you guys have been talking about. This is an issue that all Democrats, Republicans, independents, and libertarians should be extremely concerned about, especially because we don't have to guess about where this goes or how it ends. She continues, when you have people like former CIA director John Brennan openly talking about how he's spoken with or heard from appointees and nominees in the Biden administration— who are already starting to look across our country for these types of movements similar to the insurgencies they've seen overseas. Hmm. So people like John Brennan are comparing these movements of white supremacist groups to um, insurgency, overseas insurgencies. Right, yeah. That in his words, he says, make up this unholy alliance of religious extremists, racist bigot, and bigots. He lists a few others, and at the end, even libertarians. That's crazy. So, if you're a libertarian, listen to our show. We have a lot of libertarians listen to our show. They're yeah. coming for you too. Right. This isn't just a, a Trump supporter MAGA hat wear, wearing, yeah, thing. They are coming for you too. Yeah. If you were going pushing it all against the grain, you're a you're an extremist. Yeah. And I had seen uh, one of my liberal Facebook associates mm-hmm. uh, calling out liberal uh, libertarians as as white supremacists. I, I've heard that too. Yeah. She said her concern lies in how officials will define the characteristics they are searching for and potential threats. What characteristics are we looking for as we are building this profile of a potential extremist? What are we talking about? Religious extremists? Are we talking about Christians, evangelical Christians, which we we heard New York Times call out uh, evangelical Christians uh, when they were saying Biden's the holiest of and compared them to Jesus Christ? Um, what is uh, e- religious 
What is a religious extremist? Is it somebody who is pro-life? Where do you take this? <coughs> Excuse me. She said the pr proposed legislation could create a very dangerous undermining of our ci civil liberties. And I think that's what they want. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> they yeah. are looking for reasons to undermine our civil liberties. Right. That's what we said COVID was. Yeah. It was undermining our civil liberties. You take as much away as you can, and then you just give it back a little yeah. bit as, as a little present. Right. Just like... Kind of like our tax dollars. They right. take all our tax dollars yeah. and then they give it back as twelve hundred dollars stimulus right. checks, yeah, and it's they like, make it seem like you're doing them. They're doing you a yeah. favor. It's like, oh, here, here, yeah. we right. we are gifting this to you. It's like yeah. that was my money. Yeah. What are you talking about? You owe about? us now. Yeah. Um. So it says our freedoms. So it says dangerous undermining of our civil liberties, our freedoms in our constitution, and a targeting of almost half of the country. You start looking at obviously have to be a white person, obviously likely male, libertarians, anyone who loves freedom, liberty, maybe has an American flag outside their house, or people who, you know, attend a Trump rally. So she's saying, well, like, what are the guidelines here? Yeah. Like, are you a consider like if you consider yourself a patriot are you an extremist right. if you have an american flag if you attended a trump rally which i've attended a trump right. rally yeah. do i go on that list now right yeah exactly um it says uh even like i said libertarians white males like yeah. like what's what's the guideline here right it's like i said it's going to be a wide net so they yeah. can basically call you out for whatever yeah. they want right absolutely it, it's like the blacklist all yeah. over again oh yeah back oh. in the 50s when right. like you, you said the wrong thing or you read yeah. the wrong book it's just like right. well you're a communist yeah. right oh are are you homeschooling yeah oh, oh, oh. you're an extremist yeah right says um unlike after 911 the threat that reared it, oh this is that that quote that yeah. we said right. Brad Schneider said so not Rob, not Rob. I wish it was Rob. Me too. The domestic oh it says, domestic terrorism prevention act of 2021 was introduced in the House earlier this week in the aftermath of the rioting at the U.S. Capitol Capitol earlier this month that left five dead. So then it gives a couple quotes that we already read. Um, so yeah, um, it's interesting seeing a self-proclaimed Democrat reaching across the table mm -hmm. and saying. They're they're targeting you guys, right? Right. Like this is a problem because it's going to target half the country. When yeah. a big chunk of the country on either side right now, like back in um, um, during the days of the riots when all the Republicans, the hardcore yeah. Republicans, were car calling for martial law, it's like take their rights away, take their rights yeah. away, and now um, a bunch of Democrats are like cheering when Facebook and Twitter takes right. down Republican sites. Yeah. It's like we have people like this. That's like. We don't want that because that right. is taking away civil liberties. If yeah. they come after yours, they're coming after mine right. next. Yeah, but you know that's it goes. You know, social media, mainstream media, they're complicit in framing the Trump supporter as a white supremacist. Yeah. and so they now have been since two thousand sixteen, oh, absolutely uh, since the day he stepped up. So, mm -hmm. so they've been villainized now, right? And so no one's going to want to stand with someone who is portrayed as a white supremacist and a domestic terrorist, mm -hmm. which is any Trump supporter, any Republican, any Libertarian, anybody Christian. who didn't vote for Biden. Yeah, yeah, is going to be portrayed this way. It, if you have anything against this uh, narrative, mm -hmm. like you're an extremist, and they can right. label you an extremist. So, um. So this can go unity. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is going quick. And it's they're talking about how 
like we said, they're they're going to track and monitor and yep. thwart is their big word. Right. Yeah. It's all surveillance. Yeah. It's just broadening that surveillance net yep. that they that Snowden called out right. with the, the NSA. Yeah. Um they're yeah. They're gonna they're they're casting a wider net. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you social media is gonna be on their side helping them to fish out who they think is a threat. Oh yeah. A lot of companies will. I oh, don't yeah. even think it's just social media. No. Like, I'm going to get into some stuff here in the second half. We're going to have to get in a break here pretty quick of how sure. uh, certain tech companies were, like, teaming up with the government for, like, face recognition. And um, hotels were teaming up with the FBI to, like, pull um, video surveillance of people that were in, like, uh, hotel records right. of, of people that were in their hotel in right. the area yeah. during this time. So. Yeah. Well, you got sons turning in their dads, yeah. you know, kids turning in their parents. Right. I mean, for it's... like somebody got this one kid got like a twenty thousand yeah. dollar deal for like right. um turning in their her her parent I think it was a, her parents for um being yeah. at the at the well, riots. We there's a billboard on um down uh down the street here that said uh twenty five thousand dollar reward to any information leading to people that were involved in the capital. Where's this at? Down on uh, Council Street, um, across from Panera. You didn't see Mm -hmm. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I'm going to have to go get a picture of that, and we'll post it on the site. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk more about this impending surveillance state because that's where this is going. I mean, they're talking about monitoring people because of their religious extremism. They're talking about Mm -hmm. um, identifying and monitoring. Like, it's... All points straight at yeah. more surveillance. Yeah. Surveillance that has just boomed in the last 20 plus years since. Yeah, technology. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then since 9 11, just like all all your rights went out the window. We tried to reel them back in. Yeah. We tried to uh, when Snowden released his stuff, and he's still on the, the America's most wanted list. But okay. um, when all the stuff came out, they tried to reel it back in. And now this is just another premise to. Open, blow it wide open again. Yeah. So um, I think we'll just get into break real quick, and then we'll get right back in here. Talk a little bit about some of this crazy stuff that might be coming up with surveillance. Yeah. Scary stuff. So let's go to break, Bill. You ready? Let's do it. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Do you need a hand with video and YouTube content editing and production? Send some love to our newest sponsor, Van Zot Media, a freelance video editor and YouTube content creator that produces a wide variety of content such as audiobooks, audio dramas, podcasts, gaming videos, and interviews. Van Zot is passionate about entertainment, 
and dedicated to helping others grow their name and brand. Check them out at facebook.com slash vanzotmedia. That's V-A-N-Z-O-T media. Facebook.com slash vanzotmedia. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. You couldn't do that before I started playing no, the music? No, it, it just kind of came to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back with with uh, Bill's microphone mishap. There, we yes. are back. Yes. So we're like I said, like I say, almost every show, we don't claim to be professionals here. So <laughs> no. So you get no. to hear all our microphone noises, all my like coughing in the background, and all that fun, happy stuff. So, so yep, you get to see Bill yawning. Yes. So. We are excited to be here, though, even though Bill is yawning in the background. Yes, but well, it's been a long day of work. It has so. been. It's been a long day. It's been a long week, and it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is truth. So we are going to really take a look now into what, like I said, is this like looming um, surveillance state. And that might sound like conspiracy theory. It might sound like stuff straight out of like... 1984. Like, yeah, 1984. It might sound like... 50s communist propaganda, right. like anti-communist propaganda. It's it's not really no. like. Bear with us here. Yeah, I, I've I've seen this coming since the the great January sixth in- incident. <laughs> right, it's the darkest day. <laughs> the darkest day in history. Right, we saw it coming. We said yeah. this is going to push yeah. so much more. There's so much more restrictions. Yep. So much more, um, like power grab. Like reaching out and like taking away more of our freedoms, more of our liberties in the name of uh, counterterrorism, what counter domestic terrorism now. So, got this article pulled up here um, that coming straight out of the the Capitol riot incident, and it it's titled "Was the Capitol riot a catalyst for a surveillance state?" And this is this is what we want to talk about. So this works Absolutely. out perfect. So this is from LibertyNation.com. So it sounds pretty pretty reasonable. It sounds yeah. like, like it's it. on our side. It says, It's been long recognized that what you post on social media could come back to haunt you later. And many of those who broke into the Capitol building and captured the event online are now learning that lesson. Having recorded their own activities. Why would you do that? Why would you break into the Capitol, record yourself, yeah, and post it on that Facebook? Just sounds dumb. On January 6th, criminal and otherwise, at least some of those who engaged in lawless behavior have been identified and are facing charges. Law enforcement and armchair investigators are tracking down those rioters. Like wow, that sounds really threatening. Yeah. Armchair investigators. Yeah, I think she's being facetious there, but it, it's just funny. Yeah. They're tracking down those rioters via social media, and some are asking for more evidence. Add that to the boom in facial recognition technology, and Americans may start to wonder what tools could be used to identify not only those who stormed Congress, but people who chose to gather in the name of any political cause. And we saw that, like people who were just 
known to be in right. the area. Right. Like yeah. peacefully at a rally. Yeah. Are getting fired. Yeah, they're getting fired. Like yeah. Congre- there, there was that congressman we saw or right. that representative that they were calling for him to get yeah. like pushed out because he happened to be right. there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lawyer from, uh, I think, Boston who got fired. Um, other business type people that, you know, they're being let go be- for just being there. They're considered extremists. Yeah. And having nothing to do with the riots at all, nothing right. to do with breaking in. They just happen to be on the grass at the same time. It says social media investigations. Pictures and films posted by the protesters online have been used to track down and identify them. The FBI put out a public request for images, video, or other multimedia files to help in their investigation. So they're posting, like, help us out, like you said, like, if you have any information. Matter of fact, there was one guy, I can't remember what he does, but they, they were coming after him because they were saying he was there and he was causing problems. And it turned out he was on the other side of the country. Really? Yeah. So they're not accurate. Right. So it says not everyone needed this motivation from the FBI because somebody on Twitter said, let's name and shame them. So people are throwing each other under the bus left and right. Um, This was a Twitter account that was devoted to outing individuals by name and photo. This may all seem like obvious self-incrimination, but there is more to the story. The rioters and other protesters may have unwittingly provided additional evidence and metadata of their photos and other materials. Twitter user DonkNB, identified by several news outlets as a hacker and digital resource or researcher, has taken the step of archiving uh, Parler social media posts. So he's the one that supposedly hacked Uh, Parler and and got a bunch of information. Apparently there's all this metadata of the photos on Parler. Like, apparently Parler didn't, like, remove the metadata, like your location and timestamps and stuff like that. So he is archiving this raw, um, these files, this metadata. Right. And it says... um, Using the metadata of raw video files to reveal evidence such as GPS coordinates of where a recording was taken. So he's claiming he has the information that he can, like, know which parlor users were there based on their GPS coordinates. So this this, would be one of those armchair investigators. Yes. Says (laughs) this was his statement. The privacy implications are obvious. You hacked into a bunch of users' users' private information, and you're concerned about the privacy implications? Somebody should do that to this guy. But the copious amounts of data may also serve as a fertile hunting ground for law enforcement. Comment to Gizmodo. Gizmodo. (laughs) Oh, it wasn't him saying that. That was Gizmodo, I think, is a a, a news site or something. Gotcha. Okay. While the Independent added, it is unclear whether parlor users present at the Capitol Hill riots realized how much information information was being passed to the company or that such information may be held account against them, even though it was illegally obtained. Because right. yeah. if law enforcement goes in and illegally obtains they can't evidence, use it. Right. how is it that they can use it against them here? Right. They Hacking be able is to. illegal. Right. says the work will not all be left up to private citizens, however. Well, thank God the <laughs> law enforcement might actually do something here. Senator Mark Warner of Virginia who says he is the incoming chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, has informally asked social media platforms and telecom companies to immediately preserve content and associated metadata connected to Wednesday's uh, insurrectionist 
insurrectionist attack on the U.S. Capitol. So he is calling for um, platforms and companies to save all this information. It's like if I was to go to a private company that happened to have cameras on the outside of their building, be like, I need you to save all your video evidence so I can come back and look at it later. But, you know, we're a far cry from where uh, Apple refused to open somebody's iPhone because it would invasion of privacy. Right, right. right. But now they're calling on the other side, the flip side of it. It's like, oh, save all this data. Yeah, right. Can you unlock their social media for me so I can see where they're at? It says, um, according to Warner, this information will be critical evidence in helping bring these rioters to justice. It says, despite an initial rumor started by the Washington Times that facial recognition company XR Vision had identified some protesters as me- members of Antifa, the tech, uh, the tech business denied that claim. It's true, however, that the New York-based firm did name some rioters, telling the Times in a statement that shortly after the rioting started, XR Vision performed an analysis on the footage of identified and identified several individuals. So this um, AI facial recognition company, X, mm-hmm. XR Vision, was part taking part in identifying some of the people based right. on photos and videos and using facial recognition software. Crazy stuff. Yeah. It's not just like... Somebody happened to see you, and your fingerprints are on it. Like right. we have um, your location of your cell phone being tracked, and we have right. um, facial yeah. recognition software right. tracking you down now. Stuff that could have been used all summer long. Oh yeah, right. But wasn't yeah. being used all summer long for right. any of these like violent protests that were going on right. all across the country. The ones that, that were getting bailed out by the by Kamala Harris and yeah. other Democrats. Right. The company also told BuzzFeed, the image analysis that we performed were distributed to a handful of individuals for their private consumption and not for publication. Whatever the value of locating potential criminals, the statement highlights the reality that technological and biometric evidence is not limited to the hands of the state. Private companies and even private individuals have the capability to track down people of their own accord and decide whether or not to hand the information over to law enforcement or other entities of their choosing. Says, where is this heading? Human rights organizations are already starting to question some surveillance techniques being used after events at the Capitol. Leading digital rights groups group, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, lauded law enforcement for working to identify the rioters, but questioned the mass surveillance inherited or inherent in today's facial recognition system. In particular, citing Clearview, the organization stated, We object to one method reportedly being used to determine what was involved, law enforcement using facial recognition technology to compare photos of unidentified individuals from the Capitol attack to databases of photos of of known individuals. There are just too many risks and problems in this approach, both technically and legally, to justify it. Says the group added that the use of such technology would stifle free speech and protests in all arenas. Its normalization and widespread use, the government would fundamentally change the society in which we live. It will, for example, chill and deter people from exercising their First Amendment protected right to speak peace, peacefully, assemble, and associate with others. So they're saying everything that the police did, it's all well and good except this facial recognition stuff. This is crossing the line. Is this cross line? What's the difference between this and like having like a database of like convi- like have a, where people like stand and like eyewitnesses like 
call yeah. them out. Like, I I mean, well, again, to me, the the most disconcerting part of it is that this is not a push that's coming from from law enforcement. You know, this is a push that's coming from private, you know, private big companies, tech. right? Big tech. You know, they're they're calling people out, being like, "Hey, hey, look what this information, this evidence we compiled for you. Take Here, a look at it. You want you want to see this? Yeah, look at right, this. Look exactly. At this. So it's again, it, it's creating a dangerous trend. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, it's just like this is basically saying it's scaring people from using their First oh, Amendment yeah. rights because right. if their their face shows up at any of these events, right. whether or not they were there or not, if their right. face shows oh, up yeah. at an event you'll and be something fired. happens, yeah, you'll be white supremacist, you know, extremist fired. Yeah. I mean, it just. So you remember all of the pushes against the traffic cameras here? Yeah. How you couldn't face your accuser, right? Can you face an AI um, facial recognition right. system? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, nobody witnessed you there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, yes, we can get more precise, I guess, with technology on, like, arresting the right individuals with, like, yeah. fr- facial recognition software. But obviously it can be abused, majorly right. abused. And is that what do we want to take the risk? <laughs> We've been talking for weeks now on how good things imminently yeah. get... Uh, abused by per by people right. all the time. Like, all the time, it just it's just yeah. I don't know. Humans humans have a way of abusing good things, yeah. like things that could could have possibly be been made for good or right. used for good. People abuse that power. <coughs> it reminds me of um, which which uh Batman movie was it where um uh oh, Morgan uh, Freeman's character had that that software that could right. track all the cell phones and yeah. he was just like he ended up destroying it afterwards right. after he used it because he saw how it could be abused. corrupt and abusive it could be he, and so at, he used it the one time to do good and then after that he's like yeah. I got to get rid of this <clears> thing because <throat> yeah. of how how bad this potentially right. could be absolutely in the yeah. wrong hands anything can be used <clears throat> wrong and yeah. there's so many wrong hands out there now so um, we get yeah. uh, these these individuals that want more control and want to crack down on our freedoms already. And it's yeah. like we have this technology here to track literally your every movement. Right. With like we can tie your GPS location with um, your your purchases on a, a credit card with um, now facial recognition right. on top of that. So yeah. I mean, well, and I you know. Um... Did you ever watch that show? I think it was on CBS a couple years called The Hunt It. Mm-mm. And it was a it was a reality TV show where you get like these 12 people and they're they're supposed to see if they can run from the law, mm-hmm. how far they can get. And the person who can make it to the plane and fly out of the area last or you know the the person who's left stand they win all this money, right? Okay. And so it just shows how they they go on the run, but then there's this like bounty hunting organization you know, very high tech that tracking them down. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, it's like they're patching into cameras. They have drones, you know, I mean, they, they were catching everybody, you know, that pretty much. And, um, even the guys who got away, I don't even know how they got away, but you know, they were patching the social media, you know, they're, I mean, they were just like everything to, you know, ATMs, you know, cameras Mm -hmm. on ATMs, you know, and it's like they tracked them down through all that. Throw, AI into the mix of all of that, right? Though. Where you have some something doing it for you, yeah, right. Like doing 
processing a million faces right, at a right, time right, within right, a yeah. second. Right. It's not like one person mm. is like tracking a bunch of cameras, like right. looking for you. You have yeah, AI right. that is like looking at yeah. a million different faces right. and pull you up in a matter of seconds. Right. Yeah. It, it's just the the level of like freedoms and liberties that can be like stepped on just with AI yeah. alone. It's it's scary. Right. Well, like it's it like. We keep comparing to 1984. Big Brother's always wa- it's right. always watching. Like the authors of that had no idea the capabilities right. of AI yeah. and what we right. have today. That was written back in the 40s. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, and 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 then well, take it even a, another step. Right. You have an algorithm going out and finding who it determines are extremists. MAGA hat. You could put an absolutely an algorithm find everybody with a MAGA hat yeah. here. Right. Yeah. Or Everybody holding up an American flag, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just... Or everyone who posted, like, um, the election was fraud on right. their Facebook. Yeah. Let's track all of these people yep. and their movements. Like, anything like that. Or, or everybody or, who refuses to wear a mask. Or everybody who purchased over, like, a certain amount of ammo in the last right. month. We can well, let, let's track their movement and Absolutely. what they're doing. I Absolutely. mean, the the possibilities are uh, are unlimited. Absolutely, and, yeah. And like Tulsi Gabbard was saying, like, what is what's your your standard here? Right. Like, you're leaving the the net so far open. It's just yeah. like anything can be in that algorithm. It's like right. how Facebook algorithms just catch whatever and kicks whoever off. Right. You don't think that's going to be used in this face recognition Absolutely. like tracking software? Right. Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. It's just like it's yeah. not just kicking off social media though. Now it's just blacklisting your entire right. life. And no, now I... now they have the potential of what with this uh this whole um new anti uh domestic terrorist act yeah. um where they're wanting to track and monitor potential domestic terrorist threats. Yeah. Using similar algorithms that Facebook's probably using to kick right. people off. Now um, people that are associated whatsoever with anything, like how I was associated with right. a page that happened to say something that they didn't like, and I yeah. got booted. Right, and I now I say, could be being tracked. I was gonna say we're we're probably already on a list. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, we could be just because we like uh, downloaded a certain podcast to right. listen to. We could be on a list as a potential domestic terrorist now Absolutely. because of algorithms. Right, algorithms have their flaws. We've yeah. seen it all over Facebook, yep. and that's what they're using now to follow us, and that's what. That will be what they use in this uh, this fight against domestic terrorism. Right. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. That's yeah. how it's going to work. Because that's what they're doing yeah. with with all this uh, post January six yeah. stuff. And again, if you don't go along with it, you know you're you're a terrorist sympathizer. You're a right. white supremacist. It's post post one six. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be very ugly. Um, so I've got not just like the big tech companies, but the fe- the federal agents are also like tapping into um, other private companies. This article here comes from, this is also from a libertarian site. This is from libertarianhub.com. It says, feds recruit private companies as soldiers in, sur- in the surveillance state. So this came out yesterday, I believe, or two days ago. And so this is talking about like the hotels and stuff that they were they were tapping to like track these individuals and their stays and stuff like that. It says the war on terror has officially crossed the line by using the Capitol riot to destroy what little is left of our civil civil liberties. Bloomberg News reported that the House Oversight Committee asked travel companies to help law enforcement identify suspected 
Capitol rioters. The committee sent letters to hotel chains, bus lines, car rental companies, and online travel agents asking them to retain all records regarding reservations and services for the entire month of January for potential use if necessary in future law enforcement or congressional investigations. So they don't have a warrant on anybody. They're not going like with a warrant and saying, hey, I need this, this person's records. They're just saying, again, just like hold it all. Hold all the information so we can come take a look at it later. And that, that seems like a, a conflict of like warrants. I lo- you lost your microphone. Where'd your microphone go? I don't know. There it is. Hello? Okay. But, uh, and again, it, it's not, I don't think anybody's out there being like, well, do you have a warrant for this? I think mm. they're like, no. oh, they're, they're terrorists? Yeah, absolutely. Here, take what you need. We're good. Yeah, if not, you're a sympathizer, like you said. Right. Yeah. Like, how many of these companies can get, are, are right. going to get like threats or. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's not even from law enforcement nece- necessarily. All they have to do is, like, put it out on social media that these people are yep. sympathizers of right. the terrorist yeah. attacks. They're, and all of a sudden— They're blocking the flow of information. They get shut down yeah. and, like, canceled completely. Yeah. Not, I'm not even saying, like, the tech company shuts them down. Right. The power of the mob right. will cancel them yeah. completely. You yeah. see it with companies all the time. Right. But social media also would probably block their Google site, mm-hmm. you know? And put them completely out of business. Absolutely. So it's not necessarily that they're being forced to, but they're being forced to right. with all this. Yeah. That line that we talked about that's been drawn, it's like you're either on our side of this line or you're on their business. side. Right. And we're going to cancel you. Yep. It says, when the feds openly ask travel companies to help them ID, ID suspected rioters, everyone's privacy is at risk. So, again, they're <laughs> anybody that stayed in the area— they're they're looking digging right. through your records, your yeah. travel records, your hotel stay. They're going to be looking into your yeah. like probably uh, the the movies, the dirty movies that you downloaded, yeah. uh, <laughs> like purchased while you were staying there. Yeah. You know, anything's yeah. gonna come out. Oh yeah, all of those millions of people. Yeah, I mean, oh, you flew into the area that time. You know, oh, your GPS put you in that area at that time from Indiana. You know, right. or Iowa, and it's like. Why were you watching uh, two girls and one midget? <laughs> like, like anything. Like, it doesn't matter what right. you're doing. Yeah, your yeah. your information's out there, yeah. and they're releasing it to a federal federal database now. Yeah, it says as Forbes noted, the Fed sent letters to more than two dozen travel companies, including nine bus companies. So it's got Greyhound, Megabus, Bolt Bus, Lux Bus, Vamoose, Jefferson Lines, Peter Pan, just Peter a bunch. There's there's like Marriott, Best Western, uh, all these different hotels, rental companies, um, bus companies, anything. It says, why is everybody's privacy at stake? As Bloomberg News warned, the feds are essentially encouraging private corporations to become secret intelligence operatives of the government. The committee is also asking the companies to implement additional screening to make sure their services are not being used to facilitate violence. So now they're Basically deputizing the hotel companies for additional screening to make sure they're not being used for... Well, and otherwise, again, if they don't cooperate, Mm it could be an accessory. Right. Right? It says, screening for facilitation of violence or domestic terrorism and give the committee a list of what policies and procedures are currently being used. So they have to make their own list, and they have to show that they made a list of policies. For now on, if you want to stay at a hotel, they make you sign a paper... Making you promise you're not going to commit a crime or you're not yeah. going to be involved in violence or a demonstration. 
And it says, implementing additional screening is spook talk for conducting due diligence or extensive searches of every right. visitor. It says, what's to stop travel companies from using Clearview AI to, to facially ID every visitor and passenger in the past and into the future? So they could be using, I mean, we've seen cameras, camera systems mm -hmm. with nice analytics and stuff oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and there's probably all kinds of facial recognition in in with all that built in with that stuff absolutely says as the article pointed out the committee's letter made no mention of compelling they provide additional information by subpoena so it says um they didn't use subpoena to get any of this information it says why? Because asking private corporations to implement additional screening of every visitor and passenger gives the federal government immunity for any future lit litigation. Wow. So now wow. they they're they're not responsible and yeah. they can't be sued for like improperly like mm -hmm. uh, screening or or um, searching or whatever. Right. They That's don't crazy. have to follow the. It's a private organization. Right. And as libertarians say, if you're a private organization, yeah. you can do whatever you want. And if they can convince you to do whatever you want, then they're off the hook for anything you do. Right. Yeah, that's fucked up. Listen to this. You want to hear fucked up? Yeah, let it on. DHS's blue campaign. Ask hotel and motel workers to report visitors who have committed one of 19 suspicious things. Do not disturb signs being used constantly. Serious? I do that. I do that anytime there. My do not disturb sign is yeah. always on the door. Request room or housekeeping services like towels and stuff, but denies hotel and motel staff entry into the room. Again, I do that. I do that. Yeah. I don't want you cleaning up my shit. Right. Especially if I'm someplace long term. Right. Refusal of cleaning service for multiple days. I do that. I, yeah. Excessive amounts of cash in a room. Why are they digging through looking for your... Like, right. who just leaves cash all right, over the yeah, damn bed? Right, yeah. If there's excessive cash, it's probably in a safe somewhere or right. in, in a bag. Yeah. Um, smell of bodily fluids and musk. You don't know what's been going on in that room. Ew. That's gross. <laughs> right. You walk in and be like, oh, I know what's going on here. Right. I better report this. Yeah. What the hell? Presence of multiple computers, cell phones, pagers. Who uses pagers? No. Credit card swipes or other technology. So if you have multiple computers or cell right. phones, in which your room. like any for my family, we go someplace. It's like you got tablets. You got yeah. Cell I have phone. an iPad. My wife has an iPad. My daughter has an iPad. Laptops, cell phone, all that cell stuff. phone. Yeah, dude. I I went my last freaking uh, trip that I went out of town by myself. I took a bunch of podcasting stuff to work right. on podcasting. So you'd um, be suspicious as hell. I would be. Let's see. Uh, the same person reserving multiple rooms. What if you have kids where you're right. sticking them in yeah. another room? Individuals leaving room frequently or not at all or at all hours. So if you leave it so too much. Anything. If you leave it not <laughs> enough or if you leave it at weird times. Jeez. Children, children's items or clothing are present, but not children. no children are registered within the room. I don't usually register the kids because I don't want to pay for uh, them. No, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. Individuals loitering in the hallways or appearing to monitor the area. Okay, I can see yeah, that. All right, that would be suspicious. Excessive amounts of alcohol or illegal drugs. Isn't that why you get a hotel room? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, obviously, the legal drugs, but yeah. alcohol. Who right. cares if somebody had a bender in their hotel yeah. room? Evidence of pornography. There you go. Not just like a bunch of magazines sitting out. Evidence of pornography could be you like download like right. renting renting a dirty movie right. off Skin Flicks on <laughs> on Skinamax or right. something, which who still does that? I hotels, don't think really. does that. 
Miners left alone in a room for a long period of time. How would they know that? I don't know, unless they come in your room. Excessive number of people staying in the room. Have you ever been on a hunting trip? Well, yeah. Or any trip with a group of people? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Extended stay with few or no personal possessions. What if you just don't want to carry a bunch of stuff? Exactly. Provocative clothing and shoes. What the hell? Constant flow of men into a room at all hours. <laughs> Excessive amounts of sex paraphernalia in the room, like ho- condoms, uh, uh, lubricant, or lotion. <laughs> again, why would you leave that out? And Second of all... How does that make you suspicious? No doubt. Room stocked with merchandise, luggage, mail, packages, and purses or wallets with different names. So I could see yeah, that. That would be suspicious. Yeah. So if you meet one of these 19 suspicious things, DHS's blue campaign asks motel or hotel workers to report visitors. If you meet one of those. Jeez. We just talked. We meet probably seven or eight yeah, of those right. things. This is the surveillance state I'm talking about. They are trying to convince hotel workers to report suspicious activity right. when yeah. anything, anything can yeah. deem you as suspicious. If you leave the room too much, if you don't leave the room enough, yeah. you're suspicious. Odd ni- times of night. Mm-hmm. What if you work at odd times of night? Right, exactly. says, when federal law enforcement conducts searches on hotel, car rental, and bus company patrons, it casts a wide net that we talked about that encompasses everyone, the innocent as well as the guilty. Yeah, if you scoop them all up, you're going to catch the guilty, oh, yeah. obviously. Right. It's a numbers game. <laughs> yeah. Police will ask co- uh, corporations to bri- provide travel records, searches of every uh, everyone in hopes of IDing suspected criminals. Police will often use pen registers, driver's licenses, credit card receipts, video surveillance, stingrays, and Bluetooth readers to identify everyone in a given area. Hmm. That I've never even considered that. Like when no, you pull up, either. you can. They probably have a device that can pull up every Bluetooth signal. Oh yeah, in right. the area and ID you by yeah. that. History has shown that the FBI, DHS, and police have a vast network to help ID protesters of the Occupy Wall Street movement or Black Lives Matter. A partnership of Civil Justice Fund document revealed a terrifying network of coordinated. DHS, FBI, police, regional fusion center, and private sector activity known as the Domestic Security Alliance Council. We're going to have to look into that. That Mm. can be used to ID everyone. So basically it's pulling together all these resources between your cell phone data, your hotel stay records, your credit card records, and forming this profile and IDing you no matter where you are or what you're doing. If corporations willingly become an arm of the federal government and begin implementing additional screening of every visitor and passenger, could a no-visitor list be far behind? So, again, a blacklist, like we're talking. Yeah, you got a no-fly list, it's a no-visitor list. Says, in other words, could travel companies blacklist Americans suspected of anti-government activities like protesting, tweeting, or wearing Black Lives Matter shirts? And it goes on to talk and talk some more. But... A lot of just that alone is scary shit. Right. Just the hotel yeah. stuff alone. They're they're convincing hotels to report all the suspicious activity that right. isn't really anybody suspicious. It could tie to literally anybody. Yeah. I don't know anybody who stay, stays in a hotel room that doesn't like put the do not disturb sign out the yeah. entire time they're there. Right. I don't want a freaking um uh, cleaner person walking in on me at like right. eight in the morning because that's right. when they always like to walk in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're suspicious if you do that shit. I don't know. What do you think? You think it's scary enough? 
Well, yeah, again, because scary it, enough. It, it gives them carte blanche to declare anybody suspicious. And that's what this whole uh, do, Tulsi Gabbard saying this domestic terrorist act is. Right. is basically just a wide net cast where we yeah. can just basically surveil anybody yeah. we want to. Yep. Based yeah. on any... If that is DHS's recommendations of suspicious activity, imagine what... Um, this this act, what they're going to consider suspicious right. activity. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we can follow you because of this, or right. we can yeah. we can track your phone because of that, and yeah. and it's okay because you were you were um, associated with this group here, or you said this thing here right. on Facebook, so yeah. we can actually pull your records right. without warrant. Yeah. So, or we can get a warrant now because of this act. Yeah. It it's just. Yeah. Just grounds for abuse is it all is. it is. Yeah, it is. You'll have that one hotel who tries to stand up and be like, no, we're going to protect our, our people, and they'll get destroyed. Yep. They'll get wiped off of the internet. They will lose social media. You'll have people calling them out for white supremacy. A better bu- business bureau will come after oh, yeah. them. <laughs> right, yeah. All kind, yeah. They'll only get f- three stars on Travelocity. <laughs> yep. Yelp will give them one. <laughs> So here's an article that talks about um, surveillance and different methods of like surveillance that's being implemented right now. The one that stood out to me, and this is completely separate from that stuff, but it ties in too. But this whole aerial surveillance is a big thing too right. that we don't even really think about. You were talking before we started. Yeah, how yeah. You got a speeding ticket because of yeah, aerial surveillance. Because you know you're driving, you see the sign, and the sign says. You know, warning: We use aircraft to monitor or to for radar speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see that, and you're like, okay, that's bullshit, whatever. And yeah, so I keep speeding. Keep yeah, it, yeah, right, right. Yeah, like there's really a plane watching me. Mm-hmm. And so I go get down the road, and there's a cop waiting at the next exit, and he's just standing outside his police car, and he waves me over, and I'm like, so I I should have kept going, but I got I yeah. pulled over, and he comes over, and he's like, uh, yeah, we we clocked you going, uh, uh. 80 in a in a 65 right and i'm like okay like how who and, caught me yeah who, right who he's like me? well we got we got aircraft up above that clocked you you're like holy shit i know i was i was like Major you mean that's real <laughs> got really paranoid really fast i did i know so it, it's crazier now how many years ago was that oh god that's probably been about 10 years imagine so. aerial surveillance Throw AI into the mix, though. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah. like I said, it's not just them watching, like, specific individuals. You have a million individuals right. being watched at one time. Unmanned drone. So this article here says, um, yeah, and that's another thing. Like, we don't, like, overseas, we have unmanned flights that are surveilling right. areas. Wait till they bring that home, if they haven't already and just haven't told us. Right. right. Um, so this here says... Um, this is from the Good Men Project. I don't even know what that is, but it was an interesting read. Let me try to get this video that, to pause. That'll probably get you on the list. I'm sure. Pause, video, pause. I don't want you to play. It says, in the 1998 thriller Enemy of the State, Will Smith is on the run from scary government agents who use satellite to track him. Have you seen that movie? I haven't, actually. You check it out. I've never heard of it. Yeah. At the time, the tracking technology did not exist that would have allowed this to really happen, but someone saw it and wondered how to do that in real life. Says the first model was, it, it talks about the first things. I'm not going to read all this stuff. I guess it says multiple cameras are attached to aerial drones to enable a signal, a single drone to capture and track targets over a huge area. This was the first implemented one, just like a bunch of cameras on one unmanned drone. Mm-hmm. 
said the technology was created to provide surveillance on insurgent targets in the Middle East. After some, some initial hiccups, um, it evolved into the autonomous real-time ground ubiquitous surveillance imaging system. Wow, that's a long that name. A mouthful. Also known as Argus IS, <laughs> presumably named for this fellow. I don't know who this fellow is. There's a link. I'm not going to click on it. With Argus, a single Reaper Predator drone can surveil an area of almost 40 square miles with just one drone. That's crazy. Uh, one Predator drone. And it's, uh, it compares that to Cincinnati, Ohio, which is about 80 square miles. So half of Cincinnati, Ohio can be surveilled one by drone. one Predator wow. drone. These systems are not simply slapping a bunch of cameras onto a drone, which would be alarming enough. It would take dozens of people to properly monitor and track the huge amounts of information coming in these video feeds. Instead, complex artificial intelligence, like I said, mm -hmm. programs are running in the background that capture and follow anything that's moving. Wow. So AI is tracking any movement in this 40 square miles. It says in 2016, a report, uh, a story of a secret surveillance program being run above the city of Baltimore funded by a Texas billionaire, a private company, a private company again, had contracted with police to fly Cessna flights over Baltimore and provide analysis and tracking. This was done without the knowledge of citizens of the city or even local government wow. outside the police department. So this billionaire with this Cessna plane partnered with the Baltimore Police Department and flew this plane over and surveilled the city without the knowledge of even the government. Wow, that's crazy. Right. Well, it's a private company. I right. mean, he has the the ability yeah. to do it, right? To be fair, the president of the persistent surveillance system, Ross McNutt, <laughs> uh, they give us the best names sometimes. Really believes that transparency that. believes that transparency is the best policy with these kinds of systems. Right, right. Yeah. Transparency is the best as we're tracking everyone. After all, the Panopticon uh, only works when people know they're being watched. So what it's saying is like. Basically, they want you to know or right. think at least that you're being watched. It's like that sign that says you're being watched mm -hmm. by um, right. the aerial freaking monitor. Yeah. So that way everybody does yeah. good things. It says the program was scrapped after public outcry only to reemerge a few years later. Persistent surveillance system pitched the program to the city again as homicide numbers increased. So now they're like, well, look, your right. murder rate's going up. We should do this again. Let's get using fear. To better convince the community that was going to be getting the brunt of the impact, McNutt told skeptical <laughs> citizens that their surveillance program could also be used to monitor police misconduct. So to convince the community that this is good, that right. he, he says, well, we can also m monitor police action activity with this, too. And they're like, oh, oh, that, that makes that sense. That sold them, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Says with high levels of support from the local government, business, and community, persistent surveillance systems began flying three planes over Baltimore 40 hours a week, capturing Jeez. over 90% of the city in a program that Baltimore police called Aerial Investigation Research. Jeez. Currently, the program in Baltimore is being conducted with manned flights and is limited by weather and daylight. These are technological uh, limitations where solutions either already exist, like unmanned drones like predator drones or are soon to be here persistent surveillance system is already focused on focusing on using night vision cameras 24 hour, hour surveillance is not far from becoming a reality 
And then this article talks about other forms of surveillance, like cell phone surveillance we know about mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So I'll post this article in the show notes because this one had, like, that was stuff that I, I wouldn't have even thought of. Like, right. we think of the cell phone tracking, the face recognition, right. but we don't think of drones flying over a city and tracking, mm-hmm. like, 40 square miles in a matter of hours. Right, yeah. It's it's insane to me. And it's like, where the hell is this is this shit going? Right. Like, yeah. how far do we allow this to go? And yeah. like I said, it can go so much further with private companies. Right. Like, that's the advantage we have yeah. over, like, government-sponsored right. programs yeah. because— They're tied by due process. Yeah. You take away that and put the responsibility solely on private companies, then that's their loophole around. Right. And you can have, like, the— you know, when you go to the airport, ever since 9-11, you hear the, if you see something, say something. So it's not necessarily that we are doing warrantless searches. We're just, like, doing private, like, you know, like, surveillance of the area. Right. But we happen to see something suspicious, so now we have to report it. Right. So now the police can get involved. Yeah. So it's putting, all, like I said, all that legal liability on yeah. on the private sector yeah. instead of on, on the yeah. police. So... That was Baltimore. Just Which we knew Baltimore was a shit show. Right. Just Northeast. This week, two days ago, on the 23rd, St. Louis Alderman endorsed an 18-hour aircraft surveillance over St. Louis. It was uh, voted 15 to 14 on Friday to give um, approval to the measure. So it's not just in one city. Right. Just recently. And, and this is in the Midwest. Yeah, this is, not, this is only like six hours yeah. from us. Not far from us. So it's coming, folks. It, you know, and do people learn nothing? It's like your freedom is yours to lose. And these business owners, these private businesses, they're giving it up. Right. They're giving it up because of fear and pressure and, and oh, well, I don't, I don't like Trump supporters anyway. So, yeah, right. go get them. Right. You know, and it's like it's all well and good when it's not your side. Mm-hmm. But it always flips. Always. It always just yeah. doesn't just flip. It just like broadens across the exactly. whole spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, no, no, I was on your side, guys. I, you know, like we talked about the martial law. It's yeah. like, it's you like know. wait, wait, wait. Why, why are you taking my freedoms? Because right. that's what yeah. martial law is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just taking the freedoms yeah. of the people that yeah. you're against. It's taking everyone's freedoms. Yeah. So we got we're really pushing our time, but I got some really scary shit to talk about. Yeah, we better get to that. I thought, and I'm sure people are listening to this, are like, wait, that that's not the scary shit? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nope, nope, no, nope. We got we're not there stuff. yet. <laughs> Here's the one that I thought was interesting. One of our heroes, Ron Paul, is, like, we've been talking against the Great Reset for a couple of months now. Yeah. Three weeks ago, Ron Paul came out and said, The Great Reset will dramatically expand the surveillance state through real-time tracking. And what he's saying here, like a lot of people said Ron Paul sounded back in the early 2000s, he, he sounded a little far-fetched here. Right. But a we're going like to... A what, McNutt. What's that? <laughs> a little bit like a McNutt. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to show you how this isn't all that far-fetched, no. though. Ron Paul denounced the World Economic Forum. Here, let me pull this up for you to see. I yeah. keep forgetting to pull the article up. Yeah, because World Economic Forum, remember, that's that's the guy that Dr. Evil's in yeah, charge of. Yeah, that Klaus yes. Schwab. Who talks like this. Yes. So the WF 
Um, it says Ron Paul denounces the WF uh, Great Reset agenda, stating the Great Reset will dramatically expand the surveillance state through real-time tracking. I already said that. As COVID-19 vaccinations and immunity passports are gaining traction among governments, airlines, and entertainment venues, advocates of the Great Reset agenda want to use these digital surveillance devices as tools for monitoring every aspect of society. Says, uh, on Monday, January 4th, former Congressman Ron Paul denounced the Great Reset, stating, um... This Great Reset is about expanding government power and suppressing liberty worldwide. We talked about that on our Great Reset episode. So go check that out if you haven't heard it already. We dug into the Great Reset and how it's just an agenda to expand government, like worldwide government power. Right, and get rid of private property. Right. The Great Reset will dramatically expand the surveillance state. It will also mandate that people receive digital certificates in order to travel and even technology implanted in their bodies to monitor them, he added. In his blog post, Paul alluded that de- that the or alluded to the WEF's globalist agenda to peg every person to a digital identity that beyond storing health pa- passports, monitors it also monitors all social interaction, online behavior and financial uh, records to name a few. The system of tracking and monitoring could be used to silence those expressing dangerous political views like extremism, like right. domestic terrorism, like right. religious extremism or right. what MAGA or whatever, whatever you want to call it, such as the Great Reset violates our God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It says that, yeah, so it violates all our, all our rights, pretty much. Right. All our liberties. The overall goal of the WF's WEF's so-called Great Reset has always been to reshape the global economy and revamp every aspect of society, with or without COVID. We talked about that. That was their plan all along. Before COVID, after COVID, that's been their plan to just completely revamp society. Trust becomes a major concern when you realize the idea of tracking and tracing every human being on the planet was already championed by the WEF founder, Klaus Schwab, years before COVID-19 arrived on the scene. Another concern is whether to believe that the lockdowns, limited mobility, the destruction of small businesses, the crashing economy, the home evictions, and the largest transfer of wealth in the history of the world are all necessary to stop an invisible en- enemy. He's he's going hardcore on this. Oh yeah, absolutely. more hardcore than I think Ron Paul usually even does, right. and he's usually pretty hardcore. Right. Um, along with the subsequent curtailing of freedom that hasn't been seen in the free world since the beginning of the so-called war on terror. So he's saying this is like the biggest threat to our liberty since right. 9/11. Absolutely. According to Schwab, the post-COVID fourth industrial revolution will lead to a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. That's this scary. is from Dr. Evil himself. Right. In his book, COVID-19, The Great Reset, I'm going to have to get that book. Me too. I didn't know that was a book. Me neither. And The Fourth Industrial Revolution, written in one. 2017, Schwab envisioned a future of tracking and tracing every individual through digital identities connected to the Internet of Bodies ecosystem. Have you heard of the Internet of Things, IoT? You've heard of that? I have not, actually. It's basically like smart homes, like everything is okay. IoT. That's where I, IP, IPv6, you know when oh, you're right. doing the yeah. IP addresses, IPv4? Yeah. IPv6, because there wouldn't be enough right. I, four addresses um, for 
to have an IP address for everything. Like your lights would be on it, your internet, right. your garage door. Like that smart home is basically the internet of things where you can just right. like push a button and order something or right. or your your fridge knows you're out, out, almost out of milk and it right. orders it for you. That's IoT, Internet yeah. of Things is what that's called. He's pushing the Internet of Bodies, IOB. Right. So where we're all connected. That's scary. We all have our own IP address, basically. Right, yeah. That's scary. says, for example, in the Fourth Industrial Revolution, his book from 2017, he says, any package, pallet, or container can now be equipped with a sensor, transmitter, or radio frequency identification, or an RFID tag. So any any packet, anything can have an RFID right. tag. That allows a company to track where it is as it moves through the supply system, how it is performing, and how it's being used, and so on. In the near future, similar monitoring systems will also be applied to the movement and tracking of people. This is Dr. Evil. Yeah. Right. Wanting to track you like... We right. track packages. Yeah. The unelected elites are optimistic of, about the IOB, Internet of Bodies, where human beings are connected to the Internet through sensors, smart tattoos, RFID chips, health monitoring, nanotech, and other digital devices that know when you sleep, when you defecate, or when you're feeling emotional. How would you like to process that information? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're on defecation duty. How many times is he shitting this week? <laughs> oh, he's not shitting enough. We should uh, bump up something. Yeah. So it's a lot of a lot of scary stuff. Yeah. This article goes on. We're running out of time, so I can't uh, read the whole article. But it says, by connecting you, your every online, offline interaction, your digital identity records every click, comment, and share you make on social media, Financial track or transactions, your location, um, where you travel, what you buy, what you sell, your personal health data and medical records, websites you visit, uh, the participation in civic functions, how much energy you consume, and more. So this is all like minor stuff that they right. they already I'm sure can track on you, but it's putting right. it all in like one database. Yeah, yeah. It says your digital identity becomes an account of your social behavior, which can be policed. It sounds scary, and it sounds like just like, you know, like right. that uh, society that we don't want to live in, that right. dystopian yeah. future, right? Where they're they're tracking everything you do, they're monitoring everything you do, and then so they, it's like, oh, this person's getting out of line. We need to bring them in and and reeducate them. Right. You think it sounds crazy? It's never going to happen. It's right. never going to go that far. This is just a crazy old man with his crazy ideas, and petting his hairless cat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look at what China already does. Yeah. Because if, like we said before, if you can think of an idea of what direction this world is going, if you look over to China, there's a good chance it's probably yeah. already there. China is kind of the measuring stick, I believe. Yes. And it's there. Yes. I read this article, and it blew my mind, yeah. the amount of surveillance that's going on in China. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So this article is from NPR. So this isn't like, I mean, this is a, this is a left website. So it, yeah. this is calling out, which I'm surprised they're calling out China I for am this. Too, yeah. But um, this is from NPR. It says facial recognition and beyond. Journalist ventures inside China's surveillance state. And this will sound like a made-up story. This will sound right. like a dystopian novel when yeah. you get through some of this. It says security cameras and facial recognition technology are on the rise in China. In 2018, People's Daily, the media mouthpiece of China's ruling Communist Party, claimed 
on English language Twitter that the country's facial recognition system was capable of scanning the faces of China's 1.4 billion citizens in just one second. That's staggering. I mean, that just is unbelievable. They can scan every face in China, 1.4 billion in a second. Yeah. And we were talking about how a drone could do 40 square miles. 40 square miles. And I, I, I said, oh, they're tracking like a million people per minute or something. Yeah. A billion and a half people in a second. Yeah. German jur- journalist Kai Strittmatter speaks fluent Mandarin and has ch- studied China for more than 30 years. Who cares? Right. Get on with the story. He says it's not clear whether or not the Chinese government is capable of using facial recognition software in the way it claims, but he adds on a certain level the veracity of the claim isn't important. He's saying, I'm not sure if they can do all that, but who cares? Listen what they actually can do. He says it's, it doesn't even matter whether or not it's true as long as people believe it. And that's what I was saying right. earlier. Yeah. The people have to think you're watching them. It's like the Big Brother's always watching. Yeah, it's that panopticon. It's 1984. Nobody wanted to do anything or think anything wrong because they were afraid that somebody was watching through the TV screen. Exactly. Even if they weren't, the possibility was that they could be. Right. It says, what the Communist Party is doing with all this high-tech surveillance technology now is they're trying to internalize control. Hmm. Does that sound familiar? A little bit. Once you believe it's true, it's like you don't even need policemen at the corner anymore because you're becoming your own policeman. Right. Scary. That Just is. And that's not even the scary part of this article. I know. Strip Matters' new book, We Have Been Harmonized, Life in China's Surveillance State, examines the role of surveillance in China's authoritarian state. He warns that the Chinese president, Xi Jinping, who came to power in 2012, has embraced an ideological rigidity, rigidity, holy cow, I can't speak, unknown since the days of Mao Zedong. It says, uh... I'm going to scroll down to actually what's going on. It says, people sometimes ask me, do we need to fear China? Strip Matter says, my answer really is, in the end, we don't need to fear China. What we need to fear, if we need to fear anything, is actually ourselves. It's our fatalism, our resignation. It says, we need to get up and we need to fight for our values and for our system because I do believe it's still the best we've got. So he's right. he's basically seeming like, hey, this this could be coming right. to a country near and, you. And But that jibes with what we just talked about with these private businesses giving up the goat. It's like we're becoming our own police officer because mm-hmm. we think that, you know, the damage that can be done is much greater than, you know, right. what they can actually do. Right. And so we're working together against each other. Right. To limit our own freedoms. Yeah. So, have you heard of the, the app called WeChat? I have not. It's the Chinese app. reading it in the article. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it, like... It's like a, like a... Well, like their Facebook, right? Well, it started out like a WhatsApp, which right, is... that's it. Um, which is like... It's kind of like... It's turned into a Chinese Facebook, it says. Yeah. So, it started as just like a, a chat. Like a messenger. A type messenger type thing. thing. And it's turned into like a full-blown social media type thing. It says, there's this one app on every Chinese mobile phone that's called WeChat. And with WeChat, basically, you can live your whole life in WeChat. It started as a no- normal chat program like WhatsApp, but very soon it turned into a kind of Chinese Facebook. Then it became Chinese Uber. You could get credit. You could apply for credit to your bank with it. You could use it as an ID. You could file for your divorce papers through the app to the local court. You could do all your financial transactions through the app. 
And that works with barcodes, and they've been using these barcodes for a long time already. Nobody in China uses credit cards. Everybody does everything with their mobile phones. And so you come to the point that even street beggars use them, and they will tell you it's so convenient. But at the same time, it's also amazingly convenient for state security. Every single one of your transactions will actually end up on one of their servers. Uh, it says, on how Chinese citizens feel the presence of the state through WeChat. It says, Chinese citizens, they've been used to that. They feel the pre pre presence of the state. They've been feeling a presence for all their life. Um, let's scroll down. It says, on the point system, they have their own point system. Yeah, this part's scary. Yeah, this is where it gets crazy. Point system citizens have in the city of Rancheng, wherein they get points for good deeds and get docked points for dishonesties. This is straight out of Black Mirror. Because yeah. there was an episode that was almost oh, just really? like this, where they had like a score. Like, um, if they acted nice, like like everybody around them could like rate them and give them. Really? You know how we get like thumbs up okay. and stuff or like likes? That sounds like um, an episode of Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a similar one in Community, yeah. too. Yeah, I do remember that one. But yeah, like people... Like, I don't know if, like, people rate you and give you points right. on this, but um, th that's what it sounds like. Hmm. It says it's actually really, like, right out of a picture book. Every citizen in Rongcheng starts with a score of 1,000 points. And when you're, you can work your way up, and then you can work your way up. You can get more points by doing really good things for society, and you can fall down. If you have more than 1,050 points, you can get, you can be a triple-A citizen, and then you become a double-A citizen if you fall lower. And C and D. If you're a D citizen, you're actually dishonest and you have less than 599 points. They say they want to create the honest citizen, the trustworthy citizen, and they want to punish the trust breakers. So, for example, you can earn points if you donate blood or bone marrow or if you give lessons to neighbors' children that they need for school. I went to a neighborhood where one lady got five points because she actually provided one of her basement rooms for the local choir that sang revolutionary songs. Only five points? Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, you get punished for the, things you're for the things you're not supposed to do, and you can get punished for jaywalking. You can get punished for downloading pirated stuff. You can get punished for letting your dog poop on the lawn in front of the neighbor. Um, for all kinds of things. So many of these things would be actually actions that we also consider them not to be good actions and may be worthy of being punished. But of course, then it goes much further and it also becomes political. And you can also become punished because you endanger the social harmony on the internet, for example. It says, what we have to actually say is that they're introducing the system step by step. Now it's not yet a nationwide system and we'll have to see it develop in the next couple of years. So it's like the point system was like kind of locally, right? I think it was oh, okay. probably like a test, a test trial run. Yeah, to see what, if it's going to go national. Yeah, like a beta thing. I mean, the the app is used nationwide, right. but that whole point system was just in that oh, okay. that city. Okay. But that's so crazy and oh, messed yeah. up. It says on how cities will implement public shaming. Imagine this, like yeah. mass shaming now. It says in Shenzhen, for example, in the south, or in Shenyang. In the Northeast, you have these billboard systems and cameras and artificial intelligence cameras when you jaywalk. Still already, while you are still in the middle of the road, your face will appear on the huge billboard for everyone to see. So if you're jaywalking, it'll flash your face up on a giant billboard and yeah. publicly shame you. Next to your face, your name appears, your ID number, 
Part of it is censored, but the whole point is we know who you are. This is you, and you are actually hurting society this moment right now. Do you wow. imagine your face because you're not wearing a mask being oh, flashed yeah. on a right. giant billboard yeah. with with your part of your social ID, um, social security number, and you know your your address or sale number or something. I don't know. Well, that. throw it all together. All that, yeah. Like it sounds like it's trying just different portions of it in different right. cities. Yeah. But if you throw the point system oh, yeah. mixed in with Absolutely. like the public shaming system, yeah. Like you're out jaywalking, your face gets oh, yeah. thrown up there, and you look at your phone, all of a sudden you drop right. five points. Beep, 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 beep. Even more than that, because you, if people are rating you. Mm-hmm. You have about twenty people that see that and are pissed because you're jaywalking to make them look bad. They all lower you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you could drop. You, yeah, your you, kid is probably dropping you. Yeah, like, be like, damn it, my face is up there next to you. Now you're, yeah. So yeah. dropping point. Then it's like that episode of Black mm-hmm. Mirror or Community. I think Community was kind of a copycat of the Black Mirror episode. Oh, okay. So, so it's crazy. Like, yeah. like I said, the Ron Paul stuff sounds like far fetched and crazy, right. where they're tracking all your every right. movement and stuff. Yeah. But then, but then you, you see, see what's what, going on in China. China, and it's like that's what they're talking about. It's there. It's yeah. right in front of us. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where we're going. Yeah. If, no, if I we agree. let things go the way they're yeah. going, and, and I think yeah, no, and it, when you look at all the cameras that are popping up in cities now, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, um, I think New York has cameras almost everywhere. You yeah. know, Vegas does. Right. You know, I I think that's what they're they're working towards, mm-hmm. and um. It's quickly becoming, especially now that they're going to be implementing this domestic terrorist stuff. You know, right? It's it's going to be even even worse. Well, the COVID stuff, like how many um, advertisements have you heard for um, like the temperature sensing cameras? Oh, like yeah. people are upgrading yeah. their camera sense or systems left and right. You know, facial recognition is probably going to come yeah. and play with that. I mean, the basic systems we put in have well, facial and, recognition capabilities. Yeah, absolutely, and you know. We've seen where the sheriff's department, you know, in in our city, they're they have specific camera reg- like um, rules. Like if you're a business and you want to put in cameras, you now have to put an application in at the police department, and they will make sure you adhere to certain. Remember, we saw it at the movie yeah. theater, yeah, where it's like they had to have uh, cameras at all the exit doors, in mm. and out. They had to have them at the cash registers. They had to have them at, and so. You know, I mean, it's not too far of a cry to be like, oh, well, you have to have facial recognition. Right. And you have to give us access and remote access to it. Well, we did that one location where the guy was like, well, I want a camera here because the police department wants to yeah. have a view of the intersection right. here to monitor any accidents or any activity going yeah. on here. Like the the police department pressured the private company yeah. to have a camera that they paid for right. to yeah. look at the, to do the police officer's job and monitor the intersection. Right. So, yeah, like you're saying, you put all this together, and it equals yeah. a, a nightmare. Right, yeah. We are heading for this surveillance state, and these laws that they're pushing for, I mean, you guys should be worried. Everybody should be worried about this. Absolutely. As Tulsi Gabbard said, it's not just uh, the MAGA wearers. Libertarians should be scared yeah. of it. Christians should be scared for it. Pro-lifers should be—like, yeah. if you push anything against the main narrative, you you can be considered yeah. through— yeah. Algorithms again. Uh, just mentioning the fact that about the election could be that you're inciting violence. Well, you know? you're. At, I like, mean, look. Facebook what did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely. If Facebook blocked or Twitter blocked any 
from January 6th all the way up to inauguration blocked any mention of like stop the steal hashtag oh, yeah. just that alone. Yeah, that uh, I, I challenge you to to try to find anything on stop the steal mm-hmm. on social media, Google, YouTube because I guarantee it's been wiped. Yeah, yeah. So if they can wipe you on social media, I mean, just imagine what all this other stuff's going yeah. to do. And if they're partnering up with private corporations, pr- putting the pressure on them, then yeah. it's less money the government has to spend, and it's less liability that they have to have. Yeah. This yeah. is where we are heading. Yeah. If you if you don't like it, you might want to start making some noise about it. Right. Because yeah. it's coming fast. Yeah, and I guarantee people aren't paying attention. And again, they're being spooked into thinking security outranks freedom like they yeah. always do. Like after 9-11 they yeah. did. That's, That's how this, yeah. all this shit got pushed after yeah. 9-11. I, and I, I told you about the class I took. It was, a, um, it was a law enforcement ethics class. And one of the questions was, is the Patriot Act a good thing? Mm-hmm. The entire class... I'm the only person who said it was a bad thing. Really? Everybody else was in full support of it. Well, wow. if it stops terrorism, you know, then that's a good thing. That's it can't... At what cost, though? Well, and that's the thought. Nobody puts any thought into the cost of it. Like like George Bush said, they hate us because they hate our freedom. So we're right. just going to take away all your <laughs> exactly. freedom so we can and then fight we'll them. be just like them. <laughs> and then we can fight them. Yeah, you know? right. It, it's dumb. It's, it's dumb. Not a f- it's not the trade you want. And no. it's not going to be in the name of security. It's yeah. a bunch of like elitist powerful people like wanting to grab power. Yeah. And you have people like again, John Kerry again. Yeah. Going and standing before the World Economic Forum saying this great reset is a great thing. Yeah. Like speaking for you on yeah. on our country's behalf. Yeah. Whether you he's not an elected official. He's no. not somebody we put like who we chose to go stand yeah. in front of the World Economic forum and say hey we support this as right. americans yeah but he's doing it yeah like we have representatives unelected re- rep- representatives going and supporting yeah people like klaus schwab yeah who are saying hey we need to put chips in everybody so we can track them like packages and know their every movement yep. it's it's there and we have individuals supporting it and is getting pushed yeah really quickly right now and and not many people know about it no no like that that um, push for that uh, the new domestic terrorist laws that came out what like five six days ago and we didn't even hear about it. Right. We yeah. knew it was coming, but we didn't hear that it was was yeah. already right. yeah. on the table. And days ago that it had gone through. We didn't find it until a couple hours ago <laughs> yeah, exactly. when we actually were like looking for it. So, right. so I mean, you should start googling the shit. You should yeah. start looking into it. I I have I'll have all the information in yeah. the show notes. And I, I guarantee you, part of this whole crap with Trump's impeachment is distraction. Oh yeah, it's gonna play into it. Too. Oh absolutely. I wonder how many things they're gonna get done under the table in the dark of night while everybody's focused on Trump's impeachment. Well, one of the things I already said is they plan to keep the National Guard in D.C. until after oh, yeah. the impeachment. Yeah, absolutely. 25,000 troops. What does that push to? Well, now we need to keep them because of this. And right. now, like, yeah. and they want, well, and they want to pass the law keeping the fence around the Capitol mm-hmm. building because, you know, it's so dangerous. Yes. Well, we are out of time. We are passed out of yeah. time. Um, a lot of scary stuff here. Yeah. And real quick, I uh, wanted to mention, if you haven't been paying attention to... You know, again, China's got all this technology in their city and stuff. But um, an article I had read was regarding Alphabet. Oh, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Which is Google's parent company. Right. Setting up shop and working on this um, this grant deal with the city of Toronto and Canada to make a smart city where they have AI 
basically monitoring like you know movement patterns and power consumption to try to make the city more efficient. Yeah, which that's what they say they're doing. Right. But again, power. Like yeah. once once you unleash that power, it can be used for whatever you want it right. to be. Power and control. That's all it's about. We're gonna have to monitor that and see where that goes because yeah. that, that that's close to home right there. Right. That's not China. That's yeah, like that's our neighbors. Canada. Yeah. Right. Toronto sits further south than uh the upper peninsula of Michigan. So right. it's closer to us than part of our own country is yeah. to us. So scary. It's coming really fast. Yeah. And with COVID and with the January uh, 6th events, it is just a whirlwind. They're just yeah. throwing stuff through in the name of safety, in the name of yeah. COVID. Uh, yeah. They're they're trying to, to paint these five people who died as the 2,500 who got killed during mm-hmm. 9-11. Right. And it's just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So... So keep an eye on it. Uh, definitely look into the stuff for yourself. Yeah. Click on some of these links. Read some of this info for yourself because we didn't even, like, scratch some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had so much more stuff here that I wanted to talk about, but we're out of time again. So check it out. Check us out on social media. We do have a promo going where we're going to give away two T-shirts. You can enter in that drawing by sharing our shit around. Um, share on... And one of our latest episodes on any social media platform, go like our, or go find us on Twitter and like us or follow us, whatever you do on that. Go sign up for our newsletter. There's If you follow us on social media at all, um, the rules are there. You can enter up to four different times by sharing us around and liking us on different places. So do that and win a t-shirt, free stuff. Otherwise, um, again, check us out all over social media. Share us around because... That's what you need to do. That's how we're going to get out of here. Are you dying, Bill? Um, we're going to get out of here so Bill can fix his contact. So um, have a great week. I'm gl- I'm sorry for all the doom and gloom, but this is stuff people should worry about. Well, and it's like I, you know, I was talking to my wife, and she's like, I don't like talking to you about this stuff because you depress me. And I said... But isn't it good to know this stuff yeah. so that you can make a plan and, I, and be aware of it rather than being caught by surprise? You shouldn't just sit blindly No, just letting things go just because you don't want to think yeah, about it. Exactly. You Ignorance should be worrying bliss. about it. But we need to go. Um, have a good week. Don't stop talking because that's the whole point of this, the exactly. whole premise of this. That's the only way this stuff can be stopped is by spreading this around. Yeah. Have a good week, and we will see you back here for the weekend update on... Sunday. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez podcast and Banzot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.